Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Hello everybody, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the Double Biceps. It is in the contract, it's in the fine print. It's very small writing, but it is there. Legally, I am obliged to do the Double Bicep every single time. I didn't read it properly and I saw the after the effect. It was in there. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to step up to the plate and uh, make sure that these biceps get flecked every single episode. So mm. that has covered our episode beginning for today welcome to the daily combat <laughs> podcast this is the co-host the co-founder the sponsor the genius the architect the master of disaster the king of sting the uh bon, john bon jovi's uh, understudy uh the vincent ronaldo's uh protege it is in fact winner of the dave stockbridge of the year award dave stockbridge and if you're wondering why i don't get the double biceps out it's because i sought legal advice before i signed my contract so yeah um but uh you know good good lessons lessons to learn just in case you know one of these big media conglomerates comes knocking on our door that's right yeah let me let me read that double bicep clause first that's right Uh, hang on did you double bicep yes all right we'll be watching we'll be making sure you do it (laughs) (laughs) definitely isn't some made-up thing that i just started doing absolutely not absolutely not so uh so, so a massive, uh, a massive couple of weeks in combat sports, and, and another huge week or two uh, on the horizon. As many of our um, friends and colleagues uh, in the combat sports world are now preparing for Apex. Yeah, that's right. So the um, Apex Sports Fest at the Nord Oval on the twelfth of March. So absolutely huge event. Uh, combat. If you're into combat sports, this is the event you really need to go to. Yeah. I mean. You're going to have a choice of many. Um, so we've got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, we've got kickboxing, K1, uh, Muay Thai, uh, I think conventional boxing, um, MMA, of course, mm-hmm. which is the, the big main event towards the end of the night, along with arm wrestling yeah. and some alternative sports as well, uh, medieval jousting, yes. if that's your thing. And yeah. and if it's not, maybe you want to get down there because it'll <laughs> soon be your thing as well. Yeah. You'll soon be getting dressed up in armour and <laughs> smashing your mates on the back with an axe. That's right. Um, so, uh, so and absolutely. Well, a very unique event, but um, uh, one that the combat world, uh, combat sports world, uh, looks forward to now. Yeah. Um, this is the the second uh, year, and um, uh, and from what I understand, it's going to be bigger and better than last year. And last year was an absolute blockbuster. Yeah, absolutely, it was fantastic. And that's the thing: there is so many sports happening all at the same time, and it's like you're you're buying one ticket, you're getting access, and then you can walk around and see everything's happening at once. So yeah. it's like you can be watching a wrestling tournament. Then over here, there's cage fighting going on. Then there's like you know the medieval knights, literally smashing each other with axes and swords. That's surprisingly brutal. Yeah, I, yeah. I was and I was amazed by that. I was I couldn't believe. I th- I thought it was like going to be some silly dress up, you know, uh, cosplay, cosplay thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then they were right next to us, and <laughs> like all I could hear was like this this smashing of <laughs> armor sounds. I looked over, and the, it was like, the metal th- on metal. Yeah, yeah, the first thing I saw, a guy was on the ground. Another guy had an axe, and he was. Sm- Smashing the guy in the head like a proper axe. 
Max as hard as he possibly could. And I was like, oh, I'm witnessing a murder. It was like... You see the pent-up rage of the nerd at play. Like that That's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you back for the year 10. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was amazing. Um, couldn't believe that 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 was a thing and then it was like oh this is so cool and they, they'll be back again on march the 12th uh cage fighting with uh the diamondback fighting championships they're putting on uh another solid card with some really high level fighters so and rich warner uh, yep. rich warner the com- one of the commentators one of the team there um, fighting every fighter everybody on the before yeah, so like a warm-up <laughs> uh, so uh, but he'll be uh, coming in here and previewing the mma card uh, i think next week so oh, um, so for fight fans that want a bit of an insight into what they can look forward to. Yeah. Uh, Will he be pre- previewing the arm wrestling? Or? I, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe that's what we've got to do today. So, uh, so uh, of course, uh, SA Titans uh, yeah. hosting um, arm wrestlers from around the country. Some of the best and biggest names in the country will b- descend upon the Nord Oval on the yeah. 12th. Um, shadows. So, Big shadows mm. peering. Mm. Who is that? Oh, that's the arm wrestler. Like <laughs> that's a, <laughs> four arms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, of course, Strongman. Strongman yeah. um, is also um, a, a huge event. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Fans of uh, one of our previous guests uh, and our very first uh, guest, uh, yeah. Jordan Biggie Stevens. Yeah. Well, they'll, um, they'll they'll see him there with the mic in hand and maybe see him running around with some very heavy things in his hands, perhaps yeah. as well. So, absolutely, I'd love to get him on the armrestling table as well and just you know mm. sort of because when him? somebody is oh, not, no. no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> probably beat me and then I'll be crushed. I've done this for three years. <laughs> dedicated my life to this. No, that's right. Yeah. It was funny. I put on a demonstration on the weekend and it was at like, uh, <laughs> it ended up being at a bikey clubhouse. <laughs> which, Interesting. Which I was not aware of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but they said. So, so how did this come about? Right. So this was this was through our guest last week of um, uh, Cherie Shorter. She was mm-hmm. on Friday's uh, program. Yeah. Sorry to miss that one. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. And so um, she was uh, helping raise uh, awareness and funds for um, a special girl, uh, Sapphire, who's dealing with terminal illness. Yeah. And so it was like, she, she told me about this a couple of months ago, um, that Cherie was going to do this uh, sort of carpool thing to sort of raise money and it was going to be at this event and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, great, well, you know, let us know uh, when it's coming up. We'll get you on the podcast so that we can sort of help promote it. And, that's nice. what it, and then I sort of forgot about it. And um, <laughs> she said last week, she's like, oh, you know, it's on Saturday. I was like, oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, all right, well, tomorrow let's do the show. Yeah. And so I didn't sleep and I was up at work all night and then, <laughs> Uh, we came in here, recorded the show, went well, uh, well received from what I hear. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then the day after was the uh, event. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay, where's where's the event? You know, And she sent me the address. And I said, what is what is that place? And she goes, oh, it's, um, it's where the clubhouse is. And I was like, okay. Yeah, club. Is that the, 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 the carpooling <laughs> club? Yeah. What, 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 what club? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, she goes, no, no, it's, it's, that's where, yeah, it's a clubhouse for um, one of the, the biker groups around. Bikers. Uh, yeah. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, they ended up being lovely people. Really cool. Yeah, yeah okay. it was cool. <laughs> and and uh, it was it was not a um, uh, an outlaw element. It was okay. a, a social, very social thing, uh, a community-based. <laughs> all your fears were laid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was great, actually. They were very nice, very, very hospitable. And, uh, you know, I, I turned up with the table and um, – you know, uh, after the first sort of 40 minutes of ice breaking and I finally managed to get a couple of people to come on and then the, uh, a bunch of people from the gym ended up turning up and we ended up 
you know, I, I think I arm wrestled for like four hours. Wow. <laughs> so it was great. Uh, yeah. But which pertains to why I brought this up. Okay. Uh, there was a guy, that, uh, a very big uh, guy, obviously spent some time in the gym lifting heavy things. Mm. Uh, and uh, he had a, a quite a, a strong arm, um, had had a bit of a, a, a pinning of my arm. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that was, it was good. I, 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 I always enjoy, like, because you never know what people are going to, Turn up, you know, yeah. or if people are actually going to have a go, um, <laughs> and most of the time, if people are new at it, you know, I'm just I so with I'm, this guy with the strong arms mm. is he interested in hosting a podcast? Because <laughs> well, he's going to replace me. The, yeah. yeah, I was going to say maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, <laughs> yeah, very big guy, strong guy. So no, it was good. It was nice to see that. A lot of times, people feel intimidated to come up and give it a go. Yeah, especially bigger guys, like mm. strong guys. Because they they've got everything to lose. Yes, they were right. big and strong. The last thing they need is to, you know, maybe not. That's right. Mate. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, you know, their mates go, I can't up there, mate. I can't. Oh, you'd smash him. You'd smash him. And then they get up and they lose. And it's like, oh. Well, it's not that we're there to beat people. No. It's like, hey, I'll show you how this works. You know, you do your thing and I'll just explain technique. And that's what I do with everybody. But, yeah. um, you know, and I let everyone win. Like, I lose, like, a thousand matches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's you know for their benefit of that they get to work safely yeah um, so you know if I'm just smashing people then the injury risk is just ridiculous mm-hmm. and uh, as we see here you, you've got dangerous positions that people can get themselves into and you've got Michael Todd facing Devin Larratt here this was a, a classic match that happened Devin trying to scoop in for the tricep press there but uh, not having close enough contact with his hand um, but so so those sorts of positions can be, uh, you know, if you're a new puller, like if you've mm. never done it and you don't know what you're doing. Most all, people, all of this is very, very dangerous, yeah. by the way. So what, yeah, right. what, what the public might say, excuse me, yeah. I just dropped out there. Can you? Might, that, oh, are you still on? I don't know. I, I don't believe I can, I, hear you. I can hear you through the mic. Your headphones, maybe. Uh, are they, uh, it could be the cord uh, attachment. You might have stepped on it. Follow the cord. There we go. Oh, that's the. Is that? There we go. Yeah, he's back. It just needed was that uh, silky quality voice. They couldn't handle it. It, it was, was too much. Microphone just mm. went. Oh my god! This is. I've never experienced something like this before. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yes, there are those sort of positions that you can get yourself into uh, as a new puller um, are dangerous. Like yeah. that. So you know, the best thing you can do is get on with somebody who's experienced and who's going to safely show you how to do things. Yeah. Because. Uh, you know, everyone and their brother has uh, sat at a kitchen table and tried to arm wrestle each other and created their own fantasy rules as to how it works. <laughs> and you're not allowed to do this, and you're not allowed to do that, and you're not allowed to do anything that prevents me from winning. Yes, that's generally how the rules get laid out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that, that's generally what you'll find that somebody will come up to the table and that's why I always say, oh, you do your thing. Like, you show me what you want to do and I'll, I I won't pin you. I'll just hold you and, and we'll see how you go from there. And then they, most people go straight sideways, mm. which, you know, is, is a very weak movement, really, uh, compared to the techniques that are available with yep. using your body weight and momentum and getting wrist position and dominance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's I let them work and I sort of explain... You know what what they're doing, how they can make it stronger, how they can make it better, and it's just crazy the difference that somebody in terms of their strength in five minutes. Mm. You know, from when they first stepped up, and it was like there's just minimal resistance to I'm actually having to work hard now because yeah. yeah, just because they've they've started pulling <coughs> instead of pushing 
you know, mm. and, and just those little fundamental techniques. So mm. I think we were going to have a look at some of the... I think we were, and I think your point there is uh, I, I think you can learn 85% of what you're ever going to learn in arm wrestling within the first 15 minutes, and the, the, the balance of the 15% takes you a lifetime. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can really... Um, arm wrestling is one of those cool sports that you can become really proficient really quickly and then be almost everybody else that's your weight yeah. or maybe even... Uh, say twenty five percent heavier, yeah. uh, just with that little bit of knowledge, and then the rest of the time you, you're suffering just to beat the ne- <laughs> you know the next guy That's basically. Right. But um, so uh, what? One of the really cool things with arm wrestling, I think, is um, and at how it's uh, recently popped into mainstream culture. Um, it's kind of reared its head again after many years of being a, a backroom sport, almost likened to billiards or. Uh, or darts, or almost like a pub sport. Mm. Um, now it's re-emerged um, over recent times as uh, very much a professional sport. Mm. Um, we've got some of the biggest names in the sport that we've talked about on a couple of occasions on the podcast before, but on screen right now, we've got a couple of those names right now, and Devin Larrod and David uh, David Chafee, and uh, and so and you can see, you know, this is a professional production. It's the WAL. Uh, this uh, particular match is a, is a few years old now, but mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of see that the the sport has evolved, and uh, and there's definitely uh, fans being created all the way around the world. And I guess the last twelve or so months, in particular, we've started to see some YouTube channels really get massive around yeah. the sport. So it's gone from being that little niche to uh, to being a, a sport that's on the brink of, of becoming mainstream. And and just this week uh, we had uh, Devin Larratt um, uh, on, uh, on Lex Friedman's uh, podcast. Yeah. And uh, uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, Lex has got a very successful podcast. And uh, that led to Joe Rogan talking about uh, his experience of meeting uh, Devin Larratt as well. And all of a sudden, this Devin Larratt character, who seems you know larger than the sport itself, uh, definitely the most charismatic man in the sport, seems to be leading the way in, in impregnating uh, the public's consciousness around uh, arm wrestling and, yeah. and uh, bringing it to the world's attention. Absolutely. It's so cool to see. And yeah, when you see a character, I think the driving force is the characters. So we're going to highlight Devin Larratt a little bit in yeah. this episode, just so that for those people that are at home that have been listening to us uh, talk about arm wrestling, <laughs> um, I, I think uh, it's fair to say that Devin's the, the gateway drug for a lot of arm wrestlers. So a lot of arm wrestlers will cite the, their first experience of the sport um, – not being on the table with you, but perhaps uh, yeah, just seeing the sport on YouTube. And yeah. um, and I know from my end, you know, it was uh, YouTubers that I was following who had gotten into arm wrestling that opened mm. my eyes up to, you know, the Devin Larratt to the world, the Todd Hutchins and the mm. Michael Todds. Um, so, um, how, did, how did you come across arm wrestling? Yeah, exactly like that. So, um, you know, I was just uh, following, uh, I think it was um, uh, Gigi, um, oh, yeah. it might have been, um, who was my first exposure to the arm wrestling world. Yep. Um, I was uh, just a follower of his channel and um, he's into... Uh, all things strength and combat mm. sports and uh, so uh, you know and, and very much um, an experimentalist and uh, so uh, you know from uh, one um, one episode he'll be out as um, you know practicing um, gymnast um, activities yeah. and another he'll be uh, doing some uh, like um, ninja move uh, ninja American ninja style stuff mm. which um, uh, so you know he's obviously one of these very talented guys um, great physique and mm. but then um, he found his way on the arm wrestling table. And um, and I think Devin Larratt might have been who he went to to get his uh, tips at the time. Okay. 
um, definitely one of the, the I definitely recall seeing Devon in one of the videos, and mm. then um, and then of course you know you slip down that to you slip down that little uh, rabbit hole yeah. of arm wrestling, and once you you know you hit Devon Larratt, there's uh, there's a whole lot more videos that pop up on your <laughs> recommended list thereafter that uh, lead you in one direction, Absolutely. and that's uh, that's uh, joining an arm wrestling club. Yeah, well, that, that led to you being well, you went on the arm bets app. Is that right? Yeah, and that's then, great. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of guys from our club. Uh, reached out I remember they put a screenshot I don't know if anyone's told you this <laughs> they put a screenshot of your profile and they said well this guy looks really strong um, has anyone does anyone know who he is mm. and then it was like no I never heard of him mm-hmm. uh, and I think you'd written in there I have my own table uh, I'll challenge anybody <laughs> <laughs> anybody just come along yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and it was like oh great this, this sounds somebody like Maybe he's he's really into it, mm. and it's like um, then you went and I think Taryn maybe was it that reached out to you? And yeah, 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 right. um, yeah. I think um, uh, for those unfamiliar, the Armbets app is basically uh, Tinder for arm wrestlers. <laughs> so you can literally jump on there and see which arm wrestlers are local to you yep. and reach out to them and say, "Hey, do you do you want to arm wrestle me?" Yeah, um, and that's how it happened. And and Taryn, who's one of our, our top guys in the uh, in the Titans Club, um, he uh, was on there and was receptive to me coming around and, and uh, having a go on his table and uh, he had a few of the guys there from the club as well on mm-hmm. this particular day and they, they stepped me through it, you yeah. know. Um, they embarrassed me for about an hour but then they <laughs> stepped me through it. So it was, it was once, great. Once they'd filmed all the embarrassment then they could move on <laughs> they, to... Once they had their content for the <laughs> yeah, YouTube right. channel. You know, it, it was great. But uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, it was... Uh, well, it was great. You know, it was, they were very welcoming um, first and foremost and, uh, you know, for, for uh, you know, a pretty informal gathering. I mean, we literally hooked up on online and then you turn up in a strange dude's driveway <laughs> um and with a bunch of other guys and uh, yeah. hold hold hands with them for a few hours and yeah. at the end of that well how can you not be best mates yeah, you know, so. at the end of that you're like let's arm wrestle now yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so but yes you had you had the experience there and then they said well we have a, a club you know that we run the SA Titans if you mm. ever want to come to the training and then you come to the training yeah yeah I think um <clears throat> I think this might have even been in uh, the dark days of COVID, uh, of lockdowns and the like, and the club might not have been even meeting at that stage. So it was like right. uh, they might have just been training just in the interim, uh, yeah. essentially, and then it was like, okay, you know, now it's back. Let's let's get back into it, and yeah. Know, so um, yeah, uh, and it was that was my exposure. Right. It was interesting during that that time period because obviously we were training at a community centre uh, which had a lot of restrictions in place, and they actually shut us down. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not going to be shut down. I, I wanted to keep my wrestling. <laughs> and I was picking people up from around the state and <laughs> driving them to like other people's houses to be able to have a training session. <laughs> it was like, this is, I'm, I refuse Like a community to. bus. That's right. You're They're picking up reluctant arm wrestlers wherever you might be. <laughs> they didn't want to come along. These I'm are like, just people at a bus stop. I was in not the front <laughs> of the house, honking the horn, <laughs> get in. <laughs> Bring your arms. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to keep doing it and yeah. so yeah we, we managed to keep that alive and, and then when finally the restrictions started to ease we were able to get back in and, and start to build and it's built you know tenfold since then so yeah it's going well but that's cool that yeah I was, I was so glad that 
you know, A, they found you and, and then B, that you were keen and that you came along and gave it a go and then, you know, enjoyed it enough to the point where you're, you know, really involved with the club and, and a sponsor and, uh, you know, have, has been the driving force behind a lot of the progress we've made over the last couple of years. So, oh, yeah. It's very nice of you to say, mate. Very oh, nice of you to say. You, you might might be diluting your own role in all of this <laughs> on my way by saying those things, but nonetheless, um, the uh, I will take all the credit. But the, yes. <laughs> it was all you. <laughs> <laughs> CSA Dave and <laughs> we need new shirts. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, De- and Devon Larratt was the gateway drug to it all. You know, it was very much just seeing those videos. And uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of the Gracies to arm wrestling as well. You know, that whole thing about you—you you don't have to be the biggest guy to win. And um, you know, the, the hubris related to uh, some of the more muscular people that might uh, come along and, and assume uh, that they'll be dominant on the table, not really realizing the technical nature of the sport and yeah. and where the where the strength vectors actually lie and how. They're, they're rarely in the same places as, uh, say, um, a, a weight trainer or a mm. powerlifter would um, would believe them to be. Exactly, so, that's right. Yeah, it's well, a lot of relearning that needs to happen um, in mm. order to become proficient at, at arm wrestling. Exactly, yeah, because, you know, you might be ten times stronger than the other person, but if you can't access that strength, mm. then you've got no hope. It's like yeah. you're pulling – well, most people don't even realise they've got to pull, they're just – trying to push and it's like that pushing motion even if you're world's strongest man like how much weight can you push like that, that? not much no no <laughs> especially if someone's just framed their body against it and it's like you're trying to push into their body and it's like well that's you're not moving <laughs> you're not going anywhere <laughs> so uh, yeah it, it, it is the technique throughout and it's a endless rabbit hole of technique and yeah. uh, you know it i mean i'm only three years in and it's like i'm still I feel like I'm still covering the basics of, of certain movements. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the the three main top roll, hook, and press. Mm. Uh, feeling very confident in the top roll. Uh, hook defensively okay, offensively new. <laughs> uh, the press, I'm like, nah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah. But some guys picking it up so quick. I mm. love – that's one of my favourite things is when people figure out which style suits them. Yeah. And they will naturally gravitate towards one or the other. Yeah. And it's like you never know what somebody's going to start moving towards. Yeah. Because you might think, okay, uh, say tall guy, long forearm, perfect for top rolling. Great. He just can't get the hang of the top roll. It just doesn't doesn't feel strong. And it's like, I just want to, I just feel like I want to turn in. Yeah. Okay, we'll turn in, you know, if you want to, that's sort of more of a pressing motion. Like Mm. if, if that's what feels natural, if that's what feels like your strength and you're coordinated in that, then then go with it mm. uh, and then build a game around that. But, yeah, the interesting thing is just not knowing what somebody's going to sort of head towards. It's like, okay, what what style is this person going to bring or what are they going to, to learn that, that really plays to the game? So, mm. and it always, there's always one sort of dominating style that, at least in the first year, that people will start developing that. And mm. it's like, oh, this is cool. Like they feel like, yeah, my my hook is getting really strong. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's wonderful to see the progression. And um, um uh, in um the other athletes in in uh, in the club. And uh, and it's going to be really interesting at Apex to see some of these guys how how they've developed after the uh, over the last twelve months. Um, because there you get a real snapshot of somebody's progress and and that of your own mm. um as well. So it's going to be um it's going to be great to see um. 
maybe some outsiders, um, some of those guys from interstate, um, make their way over here so that we can get a bit of a gauge on on our own uh, progress yeah. uh, as a club and, and individually. Absolutely. Um, so, um, but the uh, yeah, so the, the, I. I um, I think uh, there's a lot of our athletes right now preparing for, for Apex. Um, we know that there's some uh, national-level arm wrestlers that'll be making their way down here. Last year, we had Ryan Bowen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and unfortunately, Ryan's unable to make it this time, but um, is hugely supportive of, of the event. And I think that's one of the, the really uh, lovely things about arm wrestling is the arm wrestling community. Mm. Um, you know, you've got some, some wonderful people in the sport that uh, are really... Um, doing, going out of their way to, to to build the sport and to take it to to this level, mm. and uh, and Ryan in Australia is definitely one of those people. Um, in spite of uh, a lack of uh, national level competition over the last two years and and involvement from the, uh, I guess you'd say the governing body, um, Ryan's kind of just on the strength of his YouTube following yeah. and has been able to carry. Um, the sport through uh, through COVID and increase its popularity, increase the audience, and yep. uh, and ultimately, I, I think um, can be accredited with um, clubs around the country growing mm. um, as they see a, a, a national figure really at the top end of the sport, uh, if not uh, expressly uh, in an athletic uh, guise. But uh, although you know, certainly you know, Ryan's right up there. Mm. Um, the uh, but. Uh, uh, in a in such a way that he's a, an ambassador for the sport, mm. and uh, and as such is maybe a, an even more valuable role model to people um, who who are just coming into the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people. I mean, it's like you said. You know, your gateway was was Devin Larratt. Um, you know, guys like John Brzezink, uh, the the ultimate sort of world champion level guys that have charisma, they have a history, they have videos, mm. and then uh, Ryan has sort of elevated himself to uh, that same level in terms of popularity, in terms of uh, knowledge of people that are in the arm wrestling world. So people might be discovering arm wrestling for the first time based off of his his content. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, creating uh, the path himself. One of the things that he said that uh, I – was surprised by it but i thought it was was really valuable was that he said that um he said i'm not in a rush mm. because i'm very patient yeah i am consistent and i will consistently keep delivering and moving forwards yeah and i was like that's awesome because so many people are like i've got to i've got to win i've got to get this done in six months you know i yeah. got to be the world's number one channel in six months yeah like, good luck with that yeah you know uh, and then they get disheartened because after a month their videos are getting three views. Yes. You know? Yeah. I was like, this is terrible and somebody's cheating and it's not fair. <laughs> it's like, no, it's the same as anything in the gym. If you want to get good results, it's mm. going to take a long time. You look at somebody who's in fantastic shape, that is years of hard work. Yeah. And it's like they've been consistent and they've sacrificed and they've had discipline for a long period of time to get that result. Well, Ryan has been one of our guests on the podcast. So if you do want to go back through the episodes, you'll certainly uh, see an episode of us uh, chatting with him about mm. much of much of this and, and his his rise on social media but mm. um, he'd be the first to admit that for the first four or five years no one watched right you know there was no views the views were in the hundreds yep. and um uh, and now he's cracked fifty thousand subscribers um yep. i think he'd be quite happy for us to say that you know he's now generating enough income where he can he, he does not have to work arm wrestling is his career yeah he'd be uh, but a 
a handful of people in the world that could say that. Absolutely. Um, that arm wrestling is their world. That is their yeah. primary source of income. And yeah. off the back of that, he's been able to build the Pound for Pound brand and um, and um, set up training, uh, online training, um, has his online store, uh, always has an event that he's promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now uh, elevated himself to our status of having his own studio oh, in well. the house. I know. Copying. Copying yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he does have he has got a really cool little uh, light in yeah. the background. Did you notice? I we we need a cooler that. light. Yeah. Uh, it did make me think of that. Dave Stockbridge uh, of the Year Award. I, I did have light, light signage uh, envy as a result of seeing his new setup. Indeed, um, <laughs> Google uh, eBay at late at night going lights for lights for podcast. So yeah, so it, it Ryan's um, certainly uh, shone a light on maybe all the possibilities that are now available for younger or young athletes or those people that are entering the sport who mm. might have uh, previously just thought, oh, this is a pub sport or this is a club sport or this is really localised and who can now see uh, perhaps a career pathway in arm wrestling that mightn't have been available to anybody even just as little as 12 months ago. Exactly, yeah. The community, like you were saying, um, is such a supportive uh, environment and you know everyone, that if you reach out to anybody for help, they're, they're 99% of the time they will help and they will go above and beyond to be able to help you mm. um, yeah, and, and Mario Timbakis um, uh, he's one of the guys that will be coming along to the uh, Apex tournament great guy yeah uh, very highly ranked he just came back from uh, a successful trip to the US where he, he beat a lot of the top guys over there Yeah. so it would be interesting to see how he does over here uh, him and uh, Andy uh, um, I think it's Podowski mm-hmm. um from uh, Melbourne, they are good friends, and they have started their own thing as well. So they're they're creating content. It's so Mario and Andy show, I think. Mario baby. and Andy. So if people want to check that one out, they can exactly. head over there. That's right. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's good. And also, guys like Jake Ward, the Aussie arm wrestler, has uh, gone out on a limb uh, this this week. He's uh, actually said that he's he's giving up his job. He quit. He quit his quit job. His job. Quit his job completely. Put yeah. the key down on the desk, uh, which sign- the signifies the end of a career. And yeah. it's like you know, and said, "I am going to be doing content creation for arm wrestling full time. This is my passion. This is what I love to do." But isn't that interesting? You know, I mean, you wouldn't say that Jake's necessarily a, a top athlete in the sport, but yet, so his passion for the sport is so great that mm. he can see his niche as a as a presenter, as a commentator, as a as, a, as somebody as an identity and a personality within the sport nonetheless to yeah. the extent that he feels that there's potential to replace his income yeah, you know, his primary source of income can be out of arm wrestling yeah so um I you th- know i think it's exciting times <laughs> in the world of arm wrestling Absolutely. i think if you spend any time with ryan uh, and you're interested in in doing arm wrestling content if you spend time with ryan bowen you will then be majorly inspired to uh, <laughs> that it is a possibility and then the what and what tools and steps you need to take to really start pushing yourself so mm. jake went up to um call an event with ryan uh, i think last week just the last week or so yeah. yeah yeah and so he would have been uh, under 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 the, the blue tut- tutelage, yeah, the, <laughs> under the blue influence, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, the blue influence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, should we work? We'll put one of these. Yeah. On, so, uh, we, we thought to, today would be great to just a, a bit of an introduction to the world of arm wrestling. We thought, what better um, introduction to the world of arm wrestling than the man that opened the door to and and has opened the door for so many, and uh, that being Devon Larratt. Now, Devon Larratt um, is thought to be. Now, the, the number one guy in the West, um, is he the number one guy in the world? Well, we'll soon find out. Mm. Um, so, Levan is uh, generally thought to be, he's a Russian, uh, Georgian, Georgian guy, yeah. um, and uh, thought to be the number one. Uh, you'd say he's 
ranked number one currently, perhaps yeah, um, certainly within uh, within the Eastern world. Um, so, uh, what's um, Levant's last name? Do you know? Schlesli. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> sorry, I can't say it either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do that when I picked up on Fleshly. it. And Levan is also no, um, also, <laughs> also uh, He's very strong. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so there, there, there's an upcoming battle between those guys uh, to settle it once and for all as uh, uh, who is the number one arm wrestler on the planet. Uh, but uh, so, but Devin Larratt is uh, definitely, without doubt, the most charismatic man in the sport, and uh, and the and the man that's doing, I think more uh, in the world uh, of arm wrestling to uh, elevate the sport to a mainstream level. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, we've got on the screen, uh, Mm -hmm. perhaps uh, right now you can... Uh, some of the some of the best uh, Devlin Larratt bouts Mm -hmm. of all time. Uh, So um, perhaps you can... Well, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so uh, perhaps uh, Jerry uh, Cataret has been uh, amongst the top ten for best part of the last uh, decade and a half, two decades, and and I think this is one of the things with arm wrestling. There's been a, a collection of uh, athletes that have occupied those top rankings for some time, and yep. and uh, say for a few new guys that have entered the mix, for the most part, uh, those older names. And and what's really interesting with arm wrestling is that you've got. A lot of guys hitting their peak in their 40s and 50s, you'll see a lot of receding hairlines. Um, <laughs> for instance. Well, it's awesome, though, though, that you can, you can get into a strength career, a strength sport, mm. and the, the like John Brzezink is almost 60. Almost 60. And he's one of the best in the world still. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that is amazing. You pick any other sport, tennis, like uh, football, like cricket, like soccer, uh, strongman, weightlifting, you're done by 30, you know. Yeah. Or, or is that why you like it? Because there's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to get there. I can get there. I've got another 20 mountain. years. Yeah, <laughs> I spent 21 years in the gym, like the bodybuilding style thing. And then it was like I found arm wrestling and it was like, wow, this is something that I can – it's it's a competitive – you know, if you're training in the gym, it, there's no opponent. There's no um, – I don't know if you've got your training strategies and that sort of thing. But mm. it's like – there's, you've got bodybuilding competitions, but it's not like you're you're having an opponent that is trying to physically dominate you, mm, mm. and that you are trying to do the same to them. Yeah. And um, so having that competitive element is it's just like amazing. And then it's mm. like the fact that you can do it until you know I don't know what the limit is until maybe your arms fall off. Yes, um, <laughs> maybe it's like Devin Larratt and no yeah. limits. Um, That's right. <laughs> but Devin Larratt was also was he the first person you arm wrestled? Or yes. yeah, well it was well technically 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 for <laughs> for uh, yeah I, I say it was Devin. Um, they had an expo at the Melbourne uh, Arnold show so there's the Arnold, the, classic. The Arnold, yeah, yeah. The Arnold classic expo thing yep um and they had the arm wrestling table set up there and uh, along with a whole bunch of other things which is what is so cool about it is that you know you go on and there's like 50 things happening at once yeah very much similar to how apex will be mm. on i saw you leading that way i was like <laughs> oh, i got there before you <laughs> <laughs> um, apex on march the 12th uh, <laughs> Nordo tickets right. still on sale. Yeah, Diamondbackfc.com. Diamond uh, you. <laughs> so that was happening. We were we were walking around the. It was like in a big hall, and there was you know all sorts of things. There was a bodybuilding show happening. There was powerlifting. There was a bicep curl competition, uh, and then there was arm wrestling. Mm. And I was like, oh wow, arm wrestling! Like, you know, that's cool. I'd seen. So, what did you go there for? Um, I I went as a bodybuilding fan. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I did the expo was. 
big and then it was something to see. Yeah. Uh, I went with one of my friends who is also a big fan and, you know, been, you know we're fans for, for life, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my exposure to, to that world was when I was a kid and it was the 80s and it was action movies and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone and, uh, you know, Van Damme. Van Damme. That's right. And yeah. everyone had these huge muscles. And Kurt, I want to be Russell. like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. <laughs> 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 that finger. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Bruce Willis, no. Uh, <laughs> so... That world was an inspiration for me uh, and being an impressionable young man. Uh, it was my first opportunity to get into the gym, start building muscle. That That's what I want to do and that's what I followed and it was very underground. I mean, it was, you know, you had your magazines and that was about it. There was no, like, it was never on TV. It was never, I hadn't watched an Olympia competition until maybe in the last 10 years um, yeah. because you just can't get it. Like, it, you know, I don't yeah. know where you, you'd have to buy it. It was like $50 for a tape or... Yeah. Um, so... But, you know, the magazine world and then training and, you know, you're trying to find these different um, ideas and, and strategies and you're hearing all these rumours and all these things like, you know, people, oh, you should do this and you should train like this and, mm. you, should, you know, and trying to find your own method through because it was like... Through, the, through the bro science. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Who was your first bro doctor? Who was your first <laughs> guy that you kind of went, yeah, I'm going to do what he says. He seems to know what he's talking about. Uh, no, no, no doctorates, no paperwork to back any yeah. of it up. But geez, he looks all right. I might well, just do what he says. Yeah, I was very lucky the way I went about it was... Uh, my I, as soon as I finished high school, I went and studied fitness. Okay, so I went and learned properly <laughs> official bro science. Yeah, right. Official, yeah, yeah. official. I had an official diploma in bro science. Um, so, so you I, were able to dose out your Weeder Joe Weeder Mega Mass two thousand yeah. correctly and compare yeah. the two and go. Hey, um, uh, just, uh, the two thousand or the three thousand? Yeah, look the, at look like Mr. Olympia in six weeks, or how does that? I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, Joe. <laughs> I read how many calories are in that. That can't be possible. It's all sugar. What's going? <laughs> so yeah, that that was my push forwards was you know bodybuilding, and I loved that, and it was you know I'm still training every day in the gym now. Um, definitely a, an identity I have uh, for myself is that I want to be that that's who i have always aspired to be like you know arnold's my idol i want to be like him and you know what that that's my thinking yeah <laughs> but then finding arm wrestling where it's like i remember because arm wrestling is so harsh on your forearms your mm. biceps your back your wrists your joints yeah uh, and i remember but, having a thought of this is just like when i first started training yeah well that but i had to make a decision oh because it was like I'm not going to be able to train biceps. I'm not going to train mm. back as hard as I can now without doing the arm wrestling. Yeah. Is this a thing I want to pursue enough to give up that? Like that's been, how much I like. What you've been training. doing it for 20 years. Yeah. You've been training for 20 years. That's right. But yeah. it was such an... And so much of your identity gets exactly. caught up in that as well. Yeah. And it can be limiting because it's like in, in some ways, you know how people say obsessions become... Um, Instead of you owning your obsession, your obsession owns you. Yeah. And it, it can restrict you from... I remember going on like holidays and it'd be like, I have to make sure there's a gym because I've got to train. Like, and it's yeah. like, you're on holiday. It's like, no, I... I, this, this is, I need to be there. And I, I would know. take dumbbells with me. And <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, definitely a, I must do this. And it was framed from a good place in terms of like, it's very, 
disciplined and you know i i will continue down this path no matter what mm. and it's like you put obstacles in front of me i will still do it. <laughs> i'll work night shift and i'll still train i'll do, you know whatever um but i remember having that thought i can't do both yeah because mm. it's like i go to arm wrestling and i can't lift uh i can't turn biceps my biceps are fried for a mm. week maybe two weeks yeah uh my forearms are destroyed trying to do back trying to pull it's yeah. like it hurts and it's like oh. and i had and i was lucky enough that it was at a point where I was like, I, I am joy, I am enjoying this enough to make that sacrifice. And I know it sounds kind of silly to be like, oh, well, you can still train. You just can't train as heavy. It's like, yeah, yeah but I want to train heavy. <laughs> 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 I want my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> uh, but making that choice was, okay, well, I'm going to go with it because I'm really enjoying it. And I'm yeah. like, I feel very lucky that I did because mm. it was like, now I, I have two things that I really, really enjoy. I yeah. love, love arm wrestling, love lifting weights in the gym. And, and have you been able to return to um, uh, your pre-arm wrestling routines? Like, is your, is, have you, no. are you able to, no? You're <laughs> no. still struggling with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah still. Um, so for the first two years, yeah. it would take, I would train Sunday mm-hmm. uh, for arm wrestling, and then by next Sunday, I was okay. <laughs> yeah, right. You can arm wrestle again. Yeah, that's right. Nothing else. No. Yeah. And so, but now, it's probably, I can recover in oh, probably three days. And and you train like a bodybuilder style of training where you'll do uh, isolate, say, say chest, and it'll be chest and chest and tries, back and buys, that type of, that, that cadence of training. Yeah. So you're training really heavy, a body part almost every day. Mm-hmm. And and now uh, you just, you skip arms or you just do triceps or just you triceps, just do yeah. triceps and, and the biceps, the training you're getting through arm wrestling. Yeah, that and uh, if, if they're okay in terms of like if I've recovered quickly enough and um, I feel like, so I did biceps this morning. <laughs> right, it's, what day is it? It's Wednesday? It's, no, it's, it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Damn it. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I lose track of the days because I work nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday to me. You don't have to be anywhere else, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, having, having to make that sacrifice in terms of like, Okay, well, you can't train biceps as heavy, but I, I, I still, I, I can still train uh, my biceps as heavy as I was. Mm. It's just that I have to time it throughout the week. Like right. if I do it, say Wednesday, Thursday, it's fine because I can recover by Sunday. Yeah. If I do it, yeah. If I'm training arm wrestling Sunday night, uh, then I won't be able to do Monday, Tuesday. You know, they're just fried. Like, mm. and then if I do it too close to training. Then it, yeah, you're fried again. Yes. So you've yeah. got to you've got to balance it. And and how many times a week can you arm wrestle and and be close to say your peak? Yeah, I think it depends on who you're arm wrestling and how hard you're going. So okay. when we did that okay. event on Saturday, so yes. I was arm wrestling for four hours, like literally yeah. nonstop um, with I don't know a hundred people. Yeah, uh, and I was fine to arm wrestle the next day again. Okay, uh, only because. Most people didn't Everyone know what they were didn't doing. Everyone didn't know what they were doing. So you were pretty relaxed the whole time. You yeah, were I was working, but I wasn't like getting destroyed yeah. like we do in training, training sessions where you're going against people like the Berserker or mm. the Viking or yourself um, and who are <laughs> putting uh, you know an enormous pressure that if you're trying to catch that, it's you've got to be super on your game and you're going to be wrecked for the next two days afterwards. Yeah. So 
But you, you, you do uh, on the table on a, on a, on a Sunday, you, you might be training and on that table for a solid two hours, sometimes longer that you'll be in training, but you, you know, it'd be a solid two hours of exertion on, on the table mm. and, and with some really strong guys. Um, and uh, so it's actually a surprise to me that you're able to fit in anything that involves <laughs> arms in, in, the, in the week, week yeah. afterwards because there wouldn't be too many people that would do, say, like, biceps and forearms for, for two hours right. uh, a week, even <laughs> if it was a body part they were specialising in. Yeah. You know? so Yeah, that's where that obsession comes in. I think it, the reason I'm doing it is because that's part of my self-identity is like, you know, you see yourself as that. Okay, I am this, mm. so therefore I need to do these actions to be that. Mm. Um, and then it's like, well, I don't care if it hasn't fully recovered. I don't care if um, I'm tired. I don't care if I haven't slept. I don't care if... You know, I will still do it. Uh, whereas somebody that doesn't have that as a driving force in mm. their in their everyday life, it's like then they, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, I can't. No, that's ridiculous. Like you mm. wouldn't do it." It's like, well, I'm forcing myself to do it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. The, and it's it's a psychological difference between um, somebody who has that as an identity and somebody who doesn't. So, um, and obviously, if you're just doing arm wrestling. You wouldn't need to be doing the, the other stuff that I'm doing. It's not related. So, so taking you back to that Arnold Classic uh, moment, and you you approach the table, and Devon Larratt's there. Do you have any idea who Devon Larratt is at this stage? <laughs> well, he, this is we went really far away from that, didn't we? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Arnold Expo, and they had tables set up, and I'd seen arm wrestling. Like I'd watched the Pulling John documentary. I was really interested in it, okay. uh, but I'd never tried it. Yeah, um, they had tables set up, and it was the local guys from Victoria and a couple of guys from interstate. So yep. Tim Tim Graham, the Viking, who's from SA. He the Viking, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and Tom Uglacia, uh, he is one of the top guys in Victoria. Um, and he, he called me over. Like He <laughs> saw that I was standing there. And you always see somebody's on the fringe, like just that wants to go, yeah. that wants to have a have a go, but just has to be invited. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Come over here, mate. Come on, yeah." Come on. I was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, was, well, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, "That's all right, mate. I will show you how it works." And so my first go was with Tom. Okay, and then he called Tim over and said, "Oh, this guy's reasonably strong. He's from Adelaide." Yeah. Anyway, so... You'd know him. Yeah. He's from Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, best, you're probably neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, Tim put me in the Facebook group. Right? Mm. And it was like, okay, great. And then because Tim lives literally the other side of town to me, yeah. uh, I hadn't sort of followed up on it because it was ages away. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Anyway, <laughs> so... But then they had... Devin Larratt was coming through Australia. He was doing seminars. Mm-hmm. And he went you know, to each state and put on a seminar and I was like and that ad sort of popped up in the group and I was like oh man Devin Larratt like I'm that's you know world champion like, yeah so I'm like, I can't not see that and this yeah. is probably nine months later uh, yeah. and so it was it was ages away it was out in the Barossa Valley somewhere yeah <laughs> of course it's three hours drive yeah <laughs> <laughs> dusty windy roads snakes and uh, <laughs> tumbleweed cellar door sales that's right yeah, yeah exactly so <laughs> Got out there and Devin put on the seminar, um, and it was probably so. It was a bit of a tuition where he's giving you, you know, a bit of the lowdown, technical mm. lowdown, things to do, things to watch out for, yeah, yeah all of that type of thing. Bit of a Q and A, and at the end, there was a chance to, yeah. Well, huh. it was almost the opposite in terms of oh. he did he did the Q and A. Oh, sorry, he did the technical stuff for about twenty five minutes, right? 
because everyone was just like, let's get it on the table. Let's go. Can we just, I want to just do it. Can we just, can I have a go with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's first? Scallywags. That's right. And then like for four hours straight, we just arm wrestled against Devin. Wow. And so yeah, I put one of the videos up um, of my very first go with him. And so my yep. very first ever time was with Tom. You can find Victoria. that on Matt Connolly's Facebook page if yeah, you that's over right. there right now. Exactly. Yeah. And then so my my second, I guess, go at it, but you know, I had no idea what I was doing. So there was, there was some hiatus there. So you'd, you'd had a little bit of a go uh, at the Arnold Classic yep. and then nine months passes uh, you've you've seen a couple more arm wrestling documentaries on yeah. YouTube, but apart from that, you've not been on the table. Yep. And then you're on the table with the best in the world. The best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and how did how did that go? It was great. Yeah. It was it was everything you would want it to be. Yeah. Because you want to feel when somebody's at that level, it's like I just want to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you just want to you just want to know where the mark is. Exactly. Yeah. And when you've got. In your mind, it's like, but I'm strong. Like, I've been lifting in the gym. I'm well, I would say you were even bigger then. Yeah. Is, is that accurate? Like, yeah. you look like you may be 10 or 15 kilos heavier at that yeah, point. Yeah, se- seven kilos heavier. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, a beard, so that helped. Um, well, beards do add 10% <laughs> strength. And even with the beard and the extra mass. Um, it didn't save it didn't me, though. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. And, and you know, it, I was not intimidated, but, like, just – Excited in awe of it, yeah. The opportunity. You, know, you, meet, you meet somebody that that's like that, and yeah. you never meet these people. And it's like this is a world champion. And yeah, he's like he's here and he's talking to you, and you're like, God. <laughs> <laughs> and you're about to have an arm wrestle with him. Yeah. And it was just like, so yeah. And then he does what he does with everybody, you know. He let, and that's what I try to replicate. Yeah, I, I let people work and then try to help them get better, and yeah. that's what he did for me. And but and I've talked about this before. I was not going to quit. I, yeah. Every single person quits that goes against him in any. Um, so you you'd done your homework before you got yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, not quitting was That's not right. going to. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, I'm it not going to quit. You're going to yeah. have to pin me. Yeah, and it took two and a half minutes <laughs> because he was laughing. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Oh, he's not quitting." I'm like, "I'm not quitting. I'm not going to quit. That's the only thing I've got here." <laughs> <laughs> I have persist. I don't have strength, yeah. but I do have persistence. That's right. That's right. And so, you will it be enough? Yeah. No, it isn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was a fantastic experience. And I think, like, even say say you're a fan of of any sport of or of anything. Like, if you're if you're a fan of singing or, or video games or something, and then it's like you get to meet somebody who's at the absolute pinnacle of that, and then it's like, and then they are teaching you or you have a go at it and it's like you want to see their level because it's like you don't want them to just be like oh yeah well done mate you pinned me (laughs) all right next you know it's like oh that was shit um (laughs) (laughs) it's like i really i really want to see what it's like uh and you know i just sort of um in my mind i'm framing like uh watching um video games like street fighter and Mm -hmm. you know you got like an absolute pinnacle best in the world sort of person you're gonna have a go with them you, you want them to absolutely wipe the floor with you because mm. it's like I just want to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I just want to feel that. Just want to know completely unmovable uh, in level that that they are on. That it just seems impossible. So you, you were you were obviously not discouraged by by so um, 
comprehensively being um, <laughs> physically overwhelmed <laughs> um, in that case. Um, and, but it, it seems to have inspired you uh, yeah. even more so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's it. It's, uh, it I mean, I, I wasn't under any expectations. And, and have you come up against anybody that's made you feel similarly since so Devon's obviously best in the world mm. and then uh, and then you return to what well, I'm guessing at that stage you got more involved in the club and mm-hmm. so you're arm wrestling some really good regional guys there like uh, Tim the Biking Graham mm-hmm. for instance mm-hmm. um, who've uh, performed at a national standard for, for quite some time so you get a, a bit of a feel as to where you might lie and then have you come up against anybody else that's uh, been so dominant yeah, Ryan Bowen. Ryan Bowen. <laughs> Ryan. Another, yeah. Ryan's wrist was the same. I couldn't move it. And this is after. And this is the dilemma because, like, with Devin Larratt, he's six foot five. He's yeah. a giant. He, he's a big guy. You kind of expect he'd be pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Bowen almost looks like he's human. Yeah. And, and this is the, the kind of the. You know the the, the 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 smoke and mirrors of it. Like he lures you in with the promise of maybe a chance, <laughs> yeah, and then you right. find out no, no, he's not human. There was no, no there's chance. something else going on. There. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> some kind of other alien DNA that's happening there. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I think we compared wrist sizes. Like oh, I kind oh, yeah. of think you know I got get you know I'm not a small guy. You know yeah. I don't have the you know but I've got and then but it seemed to be like an extra yeah. half an inch. <laughs> and it's like, how, how does it get like that? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what? It's <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, so strong. And yeah, because it was he came down for the apex last year. Yeah, and uh, uh, he he stayed at my place. Um, and the night before, we don't need was, to know the details, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, to save on accommodation, that's why. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he goes, oh, do you, have, do you have a table? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, oh, we'll have a quick little. Um, uh, Feel, uh, feel of, how weak of, you are. Yeah, yep. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just to destroy your hopes the night before the competition. <laughs> and so, um, oh, bye, Devin. Yeah, oh, we, look, I don't know we we had a, a go for uh, three minutes or something because he, he didn't want to tire himself out. No, I, I didn't want to tire him out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's that same thing. I put a video up yesterday of me um, holding somebody, uh, one of the other guys. One of the club. young guys in the club. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was talking to somebody else. Just casually. Yeah, and he was giving you? it everything. And I was just in that. I wasn't even aware that had actually happened <laughs> until I watched the footage back because I was saying goodbye to somebody and I just kept my arm there and I didn't realize he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you were just. Oh, I was hey. talking about someone else. That's what Ryan was for me. But yeah. It's like, I, yeah, might as well have been, you know, a, a steel girder that yeah. was, I was trying to move. And it was like, that's not going to happen. It's so, incredible, isn't it? It's so weird. And it's like, it's weird because what uh, Ryan would be oh, probably 9,500 kilos, yeah. somewhere in that range, just, uh, just walking around, just generally speaking. So normal. You know, yeah. and yet th- there's that specificity to the strength, isn't it? You yeah. know, and then you you've got the multipliers like mass and 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 and, and height and the like that you see in you know an athlete like Devin Larratt, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, you know it just makes you wonder. But then you've got the other anomalous, uh, uh, probably uh, the, the the attraction for many, and especially those that uh, um, that grew up in the UFC era of the Gracies, is the John Brzezink, uh the the aura of John Brzezink, because for all intents and purposes, again. 
he looks like a normal human being, yeah. but then he's been maybe he's the greatest of all time and and was unbeatable for you know three or so decades. Yeah. Um, and yet you look at him and he just looks like you know maybe maybe like a, a fit grandfather, like a, <laughs> you know <laughs> somebody's doing some strength for life down at the local gym or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know he 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 just looks looks like a normal human being. Um, and uh, and there therein lies the. Uh, I guess the um, uh, conundrum, the conundrum with arm wrestling, in that uh, I thought I might be pretty good at it. You know, yeah. I've got pretty strong arms. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm a strong guy, and uh, you know, how much can there be to it? And yet, yeah, you know, there's guys that are significantly lighter, that are much more proficient than I am, and mm-hmm. and smaller guys that are able to overwhelm me physically in a mm-hmm. way that I don't think there'd be another sport in which they would be able to do that. Yeah. That, uh, to, that come to mind, except for maybe BJJ. Or or yeah. something that's a highly technical wrestling sport, uh, yet here in arm wrestling, you know, it's uh, you know the, the the you know I thought it'd be a great sport for me because I've got strong arms and I don't mm. like cardio. I thought arm <laughs> wrestling is it. Um. <laughs> Which one fits those categories? Arm wrestling, right? I mean, that's the one. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so if we if we step back, you know, you've got John Brzezink, greatest of all time. You've got Devin Larratt, um, who would be, uh, you know, the most charismatic and, and probably the most popular figure within the sport, um, and uh, maybe the number two goat, uh, if you if you want to put it that way. And uh, and you had that uh, really early opportunity to test yourself uh, against uh, yeah. against uh, Devin, and still it was enough for you to want to come back and, and give it more, and yeah. almost um, you know. Uh, d- uh, I guess lead you down the path that you're on now, which is uh, well developing your own arm wrestling content. And uh, oh, well, I don't think there's anybody that's put together as many super matches as you have over the last twelve or eighteen months. <laughs> I think there was a there was a run of almost one a week there for from uh, the best part of a year. Yeah. Um. And uh, but and on top of that, hours and hours and hours of uh, arm wrestling content. So what's driving you know you at this stage um, with respect to arm wrestling? Why why are you still so enthusiastic a, a few years down the track? Mm. Uh. I think it's the enjoyment and the fun aspect of it. And mm. I think that any anyone who, who does something, that's got to be the driving force. It's mm. like, do I enjoy this? Is it fun? Yeah. Because you're volunteering your time and effort to go and do it. Mm. Uh, and so it's the same with people that go to the gym. Yeah, they, They're paying to go there. Like mm. you're paying to go and do the thing. So you, it, you must have a level of enjoyment to be able to do that. Mm. Uh, and you'll see the people that... that drop away really fast are the people that, that don't enjoy it. Yeah. They don't have a driving force behind them uh, and some people that do will have a very temporary driving force of yep. I, I'm getting married in six months and I want to look good on the wedding day. Yeah, That's their driving force and as soon as they get married it just whoosh, disappears because yep. that was they did the thing and then, you know but the, the actual enjoyment factor wasn't the, their, their core value that kept them and kept them to keep coming back I asked an old guy in the gym many years ago, you know, why is he still training? It was he was probably my age ish at the time and you know, older really, guy. Really, really old. Really old. <laughs> he could barely hear me. I had to repeat myself. Why do you like the gym so much? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, and he he uh, uh, and he said I, I like the pain. Like it's so there's that biochemical yeah. uh, reaction of when you when you hit 
uh, exertion and and uh, and the endorphins that get released. And then some people like that delayed onset muscle soreness. They like yep. to know they did something the yep. day before, and that that's that biomechanical mapping. That, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that biochemical mapping uh, that that lays deeply within your neuro pathways to make you want to come back. And yep. some people ha- experience that, and that's enough for them not to come back. And others, it's uh, it's that reason why they're they're there the next week. Yeah, that's right. And then and then seeking that pain out because mm. you know, yes. say you can't get your like it's hard to get shoulders sore. Mm. Well, I find it hard to get shoulders sore. Mm-hmm. Um, same with biceps. Like, well, not anymore with biceps, <laughs> but like I could train my biceps for six hours and they would be fine the next yeah. day. This <laughs> is you know, uh, and it, it, but so you, you're trying to and then but if you had done a workout and they were sore you're like yes i did yes. i did it I, I, made, I, I pushed myself to the point to get results yes yes and uh i was i was reading through some sort of um motivational stuff a couple of weeks ago uh and it was one of the one of the key elements that, that was highlighted in there is uh that, that progress equals happiness mm. so if you're progressing in anything if you're if you're making uh results happen if you're achieving if you're working towards something, if you're mm. building something and it's moving forwards, production's the source of morale. Exactly. Mm. Then you are more likely to continue it and you're more likely to enjoy it. And that the people that get stuck in those dead-end jobs mm. where it doesn't matter how hard you work, you stay at the same level, yep. there's no progression, there's no incentive, um, they get to a point where they're like, well, there's no point me putting in extra effort because mm-hmm. – I don't get a reward for it. Yeah. So they put minimal effort in. Yeah. But if you're putting in minimal effort, you don't have that self pride that you've gone and done something that's worthy of your time and and effort and uh, yep. mental fortitude. So if you're going and doing a job where it's like, say, you, say you, I don't know, digging a hole. Just, just say right. Just, just say <laughs> digging a hole, right? And it's like it doesn't matter if you dig deeper today than you did yesterday. No one cares. You got paid the same. Uh, it's going to be the same the next day. The hole needs to be dug again the next day, the next day, the next day. Next week's going to be the same. Next year it's going to be the same. Ten years, still be exactly the same. You'll be mm. in the exact same position. Uh, that is horrible. Mm. And to, to feel that people are in those positions, that's where that depression comes from. That's where it's like that hopeless, hopelessness feeling of, this is just so not worth it. And it isn't. It's not worth your time to be in that position uh, spending eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours mm. a day doing something that's pointless, or doing something that requires minimal effort, mm. but steals years from your life, and t- you know, say it's a forty-hour week, forty hours of your week was spent doing something you didn't care about. You yeah. gave minimal effort. Well, growth is always on the uh, on the other side of our discomfort, and uh, and I think that you know that 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 uh, that applies physically as well as mentally and in the areas of our pursuits. And uh-huh. you know, if you're if you're not feeling like you're pushed, if you're not feeling like you're under stress, if you're not feeling like you're exerted, if you're not tired at the end of the day, you know what? You're probably not living your best life. Yeah. You know, and I think there's there's too much um, talk in the world of being you know happy with the way that you are, uh, which I think is actually really dangerous yeah. because if people stayed the way that they were, um, then you know there would it's essentially an acknowledgement that, that people can't get any better. Yeah, they're, they're, right, yeah. they're, they're at their peak, and if you tell people who, who obviously feel like they they 
they're destined for something greater that they're perfect the way that they are uh, that that's not going to work out well yeah. uh, for the person um, that that's actually going to probably uh, create some kind of mental disorder over a period of time mm. and certainly um, some some form of depression and anxiety because you're constantly fighting against hang on I could be better but if how can I get better if I'm already perfect right Hang on, am I perfect, or can I get better? Like yeah. there's a, um, but um, but for those people that are considering uh, arm wrestling or considering getting into arm wrestling, and and uh, who mightn't have already discovered Devon Larratt, um, maybe uh, some of the best ways that people uh, can uh, find their way through the arm wrestling world is through YouTube, through the yeah. wonderful world of YouTube. Now I know that's kind of how I stumbled across the sport. Um, in terms of um, Arm wrestling YouTube channels, for instance, um, there's uh, there's been a, a couple in particular that have exploded in mm-hmm. popularity over recent times, and mm-hmm. others that have been slow burns that are now you know entering mainstream consciousness. We mentioned Ryan Bowen mm-hmm. at the, uh, earlier, who now I believe his YouTube channel is ranked as a top ten sports YouTube channel yep. uh, in Australia yep. uh, amongst. Say Fox News, yeah, big, um, for big, instance, big productions and millions of dollars, big productions, millions of dollars, and there's Ryan in his spare bedroom <laughs> with a light. Uh, with a light, light. he does have that awesome sign, uh, <laughs> racking up millions of views. Um, so, uh, other, and I don't know if we can bring these up yeah, on the yeah. screen as we're talking about it, but uh, uh, what what would be uh, so? What, what's the number one YouTube channel in the world right now well, for arm wrestling? This is going to still load up the well highlights from a second ago, but the number one is Arm Wrestling TV, which is uh, Schoolboy and his brother Alex, okay. and so they. So so yeah yeah. Well, in terms of content and the way that they've gone about things, they've done it very clever. And I, you know, I'll bring it up while I'm talking. Yeah. Um, do you want me to talk whilst you're bringing it up? Sure. Okay. So uh, so Schoolboy. Schoolboy's probably the best-known character out of that uh, particular uh, YouTube channel, and and the reason he's called Schoolboy is because, well, up until recently, he literally looked like a schoolboy. Well, he literally was a schoolboy. Yeah. He, was, he was a child. Uh, <laughs> now he's the six foot five Russian giant. But uh, <laughs> who wears the uh, Mickey Mouse t-shirt <laughs> just to keep the schoolboy thing going? But uh, essentially, um, his uh, his brother, he seems to be the mastermind uh, behind the uh, the channel. Uh, Alex, um, he's been dragging his younger brother out into uh uh into places like Times Square in New York and um down at Miami Beach and um uh here we see Larry Wills gym I believe yeah um, that's right and so this is uh, schoolboy on uh the right of screen um currently and so um and schoolboy um has uh so and really, what it was was, um, you know, can you beat this schoolboy at arm wrestling? Yeah. So it was a little bit. It was that uh, uh, again, that Gracie thing. You know, can can the big guy beat the little guy, and can the little guy just win with technique? Yeah. Um, and um, and so they they uh, from what appeared to be a, a reasonably young age, uh, they they had. Uh, Young schoolboy out in the streets, um, mm. racking up victories against uh, very, very muscular uh, men, and uh, taking all comers on the street, and yeah. uh, that was just enough to to rack up millions and millions of views. Yeah, like this video here. This this is a five minute video. This is schoolboy in Larry Wheels's gym, right mm-hmm. in Dubai. Um, how many? Just as a guess, because uh, I have the answer in front of me. <laughs> how many? How many views do you reckon this chat? This Ooh. five minutes. It's a five-minute video. It's an arm um, wrestling. All they're doing is arm wrestling in a gym. It's not a, a competition. Oh. It's not. It's not. Let's uh, say three hundred thousand views. Ooh, Thirty-one million. 
31 million views. 31 million. That That's on this five-minute video and they're just training. Like this is a training match. You know, they're, I mean, they're, they're messing around. They're going hard. They're going as hard as they can. But it is uh, it is not an official, like, sanctioned bout of, you know, this has got a million dollars on prize money on the line. It is a couple of strong guys in the gym arm wrestling. And it has a massive amount of views. And mm. most of their uh, videos on their channel, they are astro- astronomically ahead of everybody else. And, and Larry Wills, I mean, Larry Wills himself has uh, had a, a hugely successful uh, channel and has set a, 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 a bevy of uh, world records um, and um, and is, is generally regarded as one of the strongest individuals on the planet in certain yeah. disciplines. And he's recently um, fallen in love with arm wrestling himself and uh, has uh, actually run a few promotions, the yeah. King of the Table uh, promotion, where um, a few of the top-level arm wrestlers have found their uh, way to in Dubai and, um, and competed um, uh, on, in pay-per-view events. And uh, uh, Larry himself can probably take some responsibility for the meteoric rise and um, yeah. the mainstream acceptance of of arm wrestling, um, certainly within that strength and uh, in combat sports world, I would say. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, that's him there on the channel, uh, Larry, looking absolutely humongous, like a crazy, yeah. like a cartoon character, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Look at those traps. <laughs> yeah. Outrageous. And uh, I'm so glad that he found arm wrestling and loves it and mm. obviously loves it and you know he's willing to to lose uh, which is and be humble uh, which is such an important element to it mm. he's a strong guy he's you know one of the strongest in the world but getting on the arm wrestling table at the start he's being beaten by everybody yeah. because it's like it is just different he's because, starting from scratch again isn't right. he yeah. yeah but to get through that and to say look i i know that i'm going to be bad at it i know that i'm going to be weak at it at, to start with mm. but and and to be um seen as okay you're not good at this uh but willing to put himself in that position mm. and go through the the years of progress mm. under a microscope because everyone's gonna be like oh i knew you weren't very strong <laughs> and it's like he's ignored that doesn't yeah. care about that it's like i love this thing and uh, yeah i don't I'm, I'm i know i'm not gonna be good at it and I'm going to lose, and I'm going to, but I'm going to keep getting better. And, and he has. And for a lot of big, strong, muscular guys um, who suffer at some level from <laughs> muscular dysmorphia, yeah. um, you know that's a that's a real thing. Um, and uh, and their egos are very much tied up in their their muscularity and their 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 uh, their, their strength and. And so to then so publicly lose and yeah. appear weak um, says a lot about Larry. I think yeah. that that, that um, in terms of his um, willingness to learn and to start from scratch and to and to do something for the sake of the love of the sport. Because yeah. I mean, there's definitely no money in it for him at this stage. I mean, if anything, he's providing an opportunity and platform for other arm wrestling athletes to yeah. maybe make a living more so than himself out of this. So yeah. it, it's a um, it's really, um, really extraordinary, um, and so uh, so these guys are racking up millions and millions of views um, with arm wrestling TV. Two two Russian brothers traveling the planet, um, rumored uh, around that six hundred thousand US a month in in uh, revenue yeah. um, for their for the YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, so um, I mean, which is just extraordinary, wow. and, and and talks to the popularity of, yeah. of, of the of the sport as well, doesn't it? Um, and uh, so. Um, so would, would Larry Wills feature in your top five uh, YouTube channels for, for arm wrestling now? Or? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. I yep. think, yeah, as you said, he's one of the driving forces of the progression of the sport and being available for a worldwide audience 
people that are fans of of strength sports, um, they would know who Larry Wills is. He sets so many world records. He's absolutely enormous. He's very charismatic. He talks well to the camera. He seems really approachable, really friendly, really humble. That is all an appeal uh, that is part of forming um, you know, a very solid base for his primary channel and that was based around strength. Mm. And, and then for him to then branch into the arm wrestling world uh, has lifted arm wrestling enormously because so many people, mil- like literally millions of people that are watching Larry Wheels are now seeing arm wrestling maybe for the first time and going, yeah. what's this arm wrestling thing? Oh, okay. And then being exposed to... Uh, schoolboy to Devin Larratt to John Brzezink and, and Michael Todd yeah, yeah and then fine oh yeah Michael Todd went over there he was training with Larry for a little while mm. um, so uh, to see it being broadcast at that level it's just like you know it's, it's massive massive for arm wrestling yeah oh there's uh, Gigi and oh uh, yeah Gigi uh, and, and schoolboy and but the um, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I think that um, the way that Larry's um, been able to provide a platform for these guys, and and how quickly, I mean, from Larry's perspective, um, he was able to call about a a, a master a, a master class. Essentially, he was able to bring together the the, the biggest names and minds in arm wrestling, mm. uh, and uh, and and to. Uh, essentially provide them all with a platform on his channel but uh, at the same time learn and get inside knowledge from the best in the business um very very quickly mm. so it's um it, it and and now it looks like a uh, you know arm wrestling is now feeding into the success of his channel um in the same way that powerlifting and bodybuilding and these mm. other sports um uh where he's able to borrow audiences from those subcultures um mm. now he's uh, doing the same with with arm wrestling very 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 successfully exactly well that's the thing is that you know when you're watching say you're watching the world's strongest man um and it's like I remember watching Marius Budzanowski and he was going against, I think it was Brian Shaw at the time, who was who had just, just sort of stepped onto the, the scene, who ended up taking over a few years later and being world champion for a long time. But um, there was always that, uh, you know, when they were competing against each other and it would be, here's the event, they've got to lift a car. Mm, <laughs> yeah. You know, and above like, your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I was deadlifting the back of a car. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, who can do more reps was the thing. And yep. it was like, oh, well, you know, Mario's lifted it this many times and he lifted it that many times. And it was like, that was the competition. But they weren't directly physically trying to, you know, dominate each other. It mm. was who can do the exercise or the task uh, better, yeah. faster, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So with arm wrestling, where you can get people that are super strong and actually have a physical competition where a contest yeah yeah where it's it's i mean it's not like boxing where you, you you're knocking the other person's head off it's you know your your arm goes down or it doesn't um, mm. there are some danger elements to it but overall um, risk of injury is pretty low you know if, if you step into a boxing ring and you've never boxed before and you go against somebody who's an idiot and they mm. just punch you in the face you're going to get hurt yeah um, i think this might be the after pull from that particular event yeah, well, this is Schoolboy and... Um, Todd Hutchins? Toddzilla. Oh, no, no, Todd, yeah. yeah, Toddzilla, yeah. Uh, Todd Hutchings, uh, the side pressure king. The uh, the I don't care what position you've got me in, I'm going to the side I'm no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fresh, I'll be a very dominating win um, against uh, Lachlan Adair. Weighed in, in 140 kilos. Or yeah, 197 kilos. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. But, uh, well, that was that was an interesting match in of itself, actually, uh, to see where 
lock on fitted in, yes. in the, on the world stage. In, yes, and there's no. He, he, I mean, he did he did ter- a terrific job. I mean, mm. he he lost sure, but to step up to that level and it's like you are involved in this conversation now. Like yeah, you are at that that point where. You're on the brink, here. and and really young too. I mean, Lachlan Adair is is a, a young guy, especially in arm wrestling terms, where a lot of top guys in the sport, are, are like Todd, and yeah. are, are in their forties and fifties now. Um, and uh, and there's Lachlan uh, is still in his twenties, I believe, uh, early thirties. Yeah, around yeah. Something, something like that. <laughs> 197, uh, 197 kilos. kilos, either way, <laughs> indeed. So, um, so number number one channel, number one channel in the world. If people want to delve deeply into arm wrestling, um, arm wrestling TV, where you'll see a lot of this type of thing. It, it, it's really a lot of sparring. It's a lot of yeah. schoolboy embarrassing people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Alex coming in. Uh, I think when everybody's tired. Um, so <laughs> that, that, that's unfair. Alex is world class in his own right, and um, and so and and it's kind of cool. You know, you see arm wrestlers in their natural environment and uh but that's that's pretty much it um with devon's channel devon's uh built an enormous audience over recent times you know Uh uh obviously anybody who has uh, even skirted around the the arm wrestling topic would know who devon is and so there's that saying all roads lead to devon and 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 i don't think anybody spends much time on youtube and 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 looking at um uh, looking at Devon Larratt without finding their way this, to this, this particular video. video. <laughs> so uh, now, uh, so we've got Hapthor uh, on the left, of course, uh, uh, soon to be uh, boxing champion, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Hall's opponent in the upcoming bout um, sometime yeah. in the next week or two, I is believe. It? Is it soon. It's oh, really soon. It's like awesome. two, two weeks away. So um, all the conjecture, all of the talk, it all ends now. You know, yeah. it's, it's all going to happen. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, th- I, I don't think he was that far away. From, uh, he was probably just starting to die down a little bit. Uh, at this, no, no, no. Well, this was, uh, this was 2015. Yeah, okay. This so quite this a while back. Ago. But um, as you said, this is one of those viral videos that got out there because of that, what I was saying earlier, where you've got World's Strongest Man it's like, well, these guys are enormous. They're, they're lifting cars yeah. <laughs> and buildings. Uh, and it's <laughs> like the, you would think, okay, there's nothing that these people could do that, or that I could challenge them in and beat mm. them because they're absolute monsters. Yeah. Then you've got this video here. So, so Devin Larrick uh, is arm wrestling against Thor Bjornsson, who was at that time uh, world's strongest man. <laughs> That's great. You managed to get rid of the video. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, and it's, it brings up their stats right there. You know, uh, Hathor six foot nine, like four hundred and twenty pounds, and uh, Devon six five. But you can see that Devon is is just able to completely dominate. And even though Thor is is literally the strongest man in the world, mm. he has got no answer mm. for Devon. At in the slightest. And this is a downsized Devon compared to what you're seeing on the table these days as well, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, he can allow Thor to get position. He, he can allow Thor to get whatever he wants. He's like, I can pull you out of that. I, I've got complete dominance over your wrist. All with a smile. Hand. That's right. And it's it's an amazing thing. And I'm glad, again, that, that Thor stepped up and had a go because and he wasn't scared to uh, put his you know, ego on the line and it's like, okay, I might lose here. He actually stepped up and had a go and yeah, he he, he, he lost. And it makes you wonder what kind of supernatural strength is at play when you've got the strongest man in the world. Yeah. 
against a guy. I mean, Devin Devin's a big guy. I mean, yeah. Devin is a is a is a big guy with a big frame, but he looks relatively slender standing there yeah. next to next to Thor. Yeah, it's, it's such an awesome moment that was, and and the people that are going, well, these strongmen are phenomenal, and they are they're, they're super strong in in their discipline. Mm. But you know, arm wrestling, like you said, you know, is like very similar to jujitsu or, or grappling, where um, strength gets uh, mitigated yeah. by technique. And that's what was on display there, which which really highlighted it. That you've got the strongest man in the world, yeah. and he can't move. Devin. I'll, I'll say one of the things I really appreciate about Devin's channel is that you get a lot of behind the scenes. You get a lot of his thinking. He's very open with uh, how he's thinking through a particular problem or a situation or an upcoming bout. Whether that be what how he's reflecting on his training or what he's looking to improve or a philosophy that he's working towards or uh, an idea that he's had uh, he's obviously a really thoughtful and considered athlete um and um and and perhaps that's what that's what leads to his uh, this aura and on-screen charisma is that he's more than just a strength athlete he's uh, very much the renaissance man um, you know, and and uh, and so uh, his YouTube channel is more of a mix of that uh, behind the scenes, him talking into the back of his phone, <laughs> sharing his thoughts and his insights, um, as well as some of his training. But interestingly, you won't get a lot of his training. You'll get little bits, little snippets of what he's doing, and it's normally the weird stuff. <laughs> uh, so it, it's uh, it's great for for those people that are uh, interested in perhaps uh, you know the mind games of it. Um, Devin's channel is uh, well, I mean it's. it's it's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. so Devin, Devin's channel is definitely a go-to for all those people in arm wrestling. Um, now, the greatest of all time, uh, John Brzezink, up until just a, a matter of months ago, did not have any YouTube mm-hmm. channel, no YouTube presence, no social media presence mm-hmm. whatsoever. It had been uh, under the radar um, and uh, and out of the out of the gaze of uh, of YouTube fans. Um, mm-hmm. But at Ryan Bowen's um, uh, instigation and perhaps insistence, yes. uh, uh, the, the great man relented and um, and has got himself set up on YouTube. And I think the uh, the arm wrestling world in particular is, is very very grateful. Absolutely. So uh, so fantastic to see. And I, I don't believe like the the numbers, the followership, it, although it's increasing rapidly, it's it's not at uh, arm wrestling TV levels, but uh, certainly uh, the one of the fastest growing arm wrestling uh, YouTube channels that uh, that you can come across. Yeah, so sure. Um, and uh, and and. For from what I've seen, you know, it's, it's John uh, often talking through similarly, uh, talking through some of um, uh, his challenges, what he's looking to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that he's, you know, uncomfortable almost in camera. Tito couldn't stand any longer. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's a lot of this type of stuff where uh, it looks like John's trying to work out how to use the computer. <laughs> Is it on? I don't know. Are they looking? Do I say anything yet? Will the microphone yeah. work if I talk? Maybe. So... Yeah, but the, the, there the valuable thing is that it doesn't matter <laughs> about the level of production. It's not all John looking confused, by the no. way. <laughs> Here he goes. He worked it out. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. recording. Yeah. Okay. But it, it, because regardless as to what he, this looks like in terms of production level, yeah, it's, he's just pointed it at himself and he's talking. He's got the ca- – yeah. But it's, it's John Brzee. It's, it's the like, greatest. It, we don't care. We just want to hear what you say. <laughs> you know? And people are throwing you, – you, he goes live money is being poured into that super wow. chat so much love going as well oh, everybody loves the guy and rightfully so he, he seems like a really humble wonderful guy and he's been at the top of the sport for his well i guess his entire life it's yeah. like or maybe his entire adult life and 
Well, right up until a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I mean, it was it was up, right up against uh, Devin Larratt, yeah. you know, and so you know, there's a, you know, to to be in retirement for as long as he was to basically return after a few warm ups to come up against the number one guy in the Western world mm. um, and to perform relatively well. Uh, yeah. You know, there's uh, uh, it, it, that was that was kind of a amazing and speaks to the depth of his talents as an athlete yeah, um, sure. and, and resolve as a human being. Exactly. Well, that's that's one of the, the key issues. Well, not even key issues. But one of the, the things that you should highlight with his character is, is like this guy isn't afraid of a challenge. Mm. And he's like, I think he, he went to a tournament the week before he had the match with Devin. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need to, like, I'm going to win. Or I'm, you know, I'm confident in my skills and I'm confident in the way that I'm going to approach this match. And and he went, and even though he, he lost it, he's never going to lose that aura of um, greatness. Mm. And he has won, he, he, they had the East versus West mm. uh Last week, last week, yeah, and he, he won against one of the top guys in the world there. So, yeah. still yeah. world class. Yeah, uh, after after three or four decades in the sport, it's just yeah. un- unbelievable and and un- unparalleled in any other discipline as far as I can I can discern. It's yeah. a, uh, it's really remarkable. A special time in arm wrestling where um, some of these um, old school guys are, are still at the top of their game at, at the same time as a new generation of fan uh, is entering the sport mm. and a new generation of athlete um, now stepping up to the table as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen um, him maybe take a year of return winning you know, several big matches before going to face Devon. I don't think he was ready in terms of just the layoff period mm. uh, to come back to that level. Mm. Uh, but, you know, uh, obviously whoever put the event, they, they're like, hey, we've got um, this event happening. Oh. He's, he didn't he, want to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and why not? And yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, they could have got up there and it could have been a 20, you know. It doesn't, I still would have been a huge fan. Of, like, there's nothing exactly. that's going to change the opinion of how awesome this guy is. <laughs> uh, and especially, you know, I think he came back, it was probably seven, eight months, like, and then he's facing Devin Lara. And, yeah. like, you know, it's like to, to, to step off not doing anything for a few years, to, to come back, and then he, he'd beaten some name opponents, and then it was like, okay, Devin, yep. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow. For me, it was like when that got announced, I'm like, oh, I don't think he's ready. But I would like to see how he would go. Uh, and, again, maybe another six to eight months from now, mm. um, having won that, that uh, event over in the East and West. I think mm. he's got another opponent lined up as well, uh, another European. Mm. Uh, and we'll see how he goes with that. But he obviously still got the skills and the talent. Absolutely. And, and I guess now he's competing in an era where um, a lot of the uh, the open category arm wrestlers or the super heavyweights are now weighing in at 130, 140. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, well, in, in the case of uh, Levan. God knows, 180, 190 <laughs> kilos. And, uh, and and John Brzezink would be walking around at somewhere between 95 and 100 or so kilos. Although I do note that uh, when he did come up against uh, Devon just uh, more recently, I think he weighed in at 117. Yeah. Which is really, yeah. really heavy. For, Absolutely. For, uh, and here we go. This is the East versus West Um uh, yeah, this is promotion uh, that was put on just recently. That's right. Yeah, this is this match is, is Michael Todd and Gennady. I'm so and try uh, and pronounce his last name. Sorry, Gavinia. Yeah, um, Gennady. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Gennady <laughs> works. Gennady. I'd probably say that wrong too. <laughs> and and uh, so uh, Michael uh, Michael Todd um, was well. Uh, he was in line for a shot at uh, Levan's 
number one placing yeah. um, and uh, that all fell through and then um, uh, Michael Todd ended up taking a bout with Devin Larratt and uh, and to many people's surprise lost that uh, quite convincingly to Devin Larratt Devin yep. put on a lot of size for for that bout and um, and uh, uh, technically and and um, just for sheer strength and power seemed to um, overwhelm uh, Michael, which was a, a real surprise because uh, weight-wise there wasn't a, a whole lot in it. And mm. uh, Michael certainly looked like he was in the, the shape of his life going into yeah. uh, into that uh, particular bite fight. So, um, And this is really uh, Michael's first outing since uh, that loss to Devin Larratt, first significant outing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I, I think he, he, you know, in terms of com- competition, I don't, I don't recall him competing again at a high level since the loss to Devon. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, but I, I'm not. You, you feel like you might have missed uh, one there. There could be another. Maybe I, yeah. I know. I've, I've been watching his channel for it because he's another one that has recently started his channel. Yeah, yeah. It's so um, I, I enjoy his channel. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's again charismatic. He I, gets so much hate, and it's like, well, I, you know what? I, I think you know what. Uh, it, this is really interesting, and for for fans of or people that are entering the world of arm wrestling, and 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 even for fans of arm wrestling, they may may agree with me with this. But uh, Michael Todd, I think, suffered a bit of uh, an image problem in mm-hmm. the sport of arm wrestling. Maybe it's a bit of a bad loser, maybe a little bit too intense, maybe a little bit... Um, and I think without the context of YouTube, in other words, without actually getting to know uh, the person, I, I think that um, uh, the one-dimensional nature in which he presented himself in uh, this type of scenario, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, led many to believe that he might have been a bit of a bad sport or... or, or um, uh, and, and, you know, people often look at your sportsmanship and make a judgment as to your integrity of a per, as a person based on what they've seen um, when you're at your worst, maybe. Um, yeah. And I, I just kind of get the feeling he was uh, given a bit of a, a, a raw deal because of that and uh, and earned the ire of many of a, a traditional arm wrestling sports fan as a result of his conduct over the table and, and maybe, you know, some some uh, poorly chosen words um, post-fight. Post, uh, post um, but um, I think his YouTube channel has had the effect of really humanising uh, Michael Todd, and you you do get to see that softer side, and you do get to see that you know we, he's he's friends with the people he's competing against quite often, and mm. so you, you, and I think that's something that some can be lost to the outsider that's just being introduced to the sport. Whereas, uh, unlike many high level sports, you know they, these guys are, are friends. Uh, before and their friends after, yeah. uh, and in that moment of competition, you know maybe that friendship drops away. But uh, it, but um, and so as a result, their conduct um, on the table can be perhaps more forgiven as a result of that. And and I think Michael, uh, it, his channel has opened my eyes up to him. Um, I think it's lovely that he, he's he's doing it as a project with his wife as well. He's yeah. obviously really heavily involved in his career, and and uh, and they they both do a great job of consistently punching out high quality good content that's got a really lovely mix. Yep. Um, I think uh, Michael's mix of content in terms of the personal, um, his training, um, as well as his insights, and uh, his interviews and sharing screen time with uh, other elite arm wrestlers and influencers within the sport uh, is um, is leading to um, popularity in Michael Todd that uh, I, I think is, is very well deserved. And, and I think maybe at this stage of his career where he... He seems to be fading just a little bit at the moment and um, he must be kind of really considering uh, where he sits in terms of the pecking order at the, at the high end of, 
of the arm wrestling scale. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind that win, lose or draw, uh, Michael Todd's arm, uh, arm wrestling YouTube channel will continue to surge in subscriptions and, and continue to not just grow his personal brand beyond the sport and maybe into retirement, but uh, continue to, to um, uh, be a positive influence on those people that are entering the sport as well. Yeah, well, it was well said. It was uh, very, yeah, you covered a lot of the, the topics that I was going to bring up there. That, <laughs> yeah, he is a very personable guy. When he talks on camera, he talks naturally, and you can tell he's very passionate about the sport. He, he loves competing. He, he takes everything he does very seriously. He wants to win. He wants to be the best in the world. Uh, and, you know, he's he's a win-at-all-costs kind of guy, and he's had some legendary matches across the last, well, across his entire career, really. Mm. He's won a lot of championships. He is one of the best in the world. He's, you know, even though he, he didn't lose in this match and he didn't lose against Devin, mm. he's still, I, I, think he, I think he's really down on himself at the moment, and it's like... He doesn't have to – he shouldn't – I mean, yes, you don't want to lose. You don't mm. want to go out there and lose. But mm. it's not that you're not any good anymore. You, mm. You're still a fantastic, phenomenal arm wrestler and you're still at that top of the world level. Yeah. When you're at that level, you know, it's win, lose or draw by a hair. You know, it, it's some days the opponent is just better. Yeah. Know? And it, it, it's it's a – it's – a fraction, it's a one percent difference that can can be the difference between winning and losing. Mm. I know that he's been uh, struggling with some injuries lately, mm. and um, his technique is the the thing that a lot of people really don't like with the king's move. Yes, yeah, but, but yeah, it is very controversial, mm. uh, and for people that don't understand the sport, they can often feel like he's. Uh, uh, not playing fairly, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I can see the frustration from like a, an outsider's perspective if they're watching a match for the first time, or if they're fairly new to arm wrestling, and they're mm. like, well, "This doesn't look right. This, you know, this looks like cheating." Yeah, but it's within the rules, and yeah. it, he is able to do it, and he's the master of it. Mm. Uh, and you know, it's a very clever technical move that if it goes wrong, your arm will break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's just biomechanically set up. Because of what, well, just not just naturally, but because of uh, old injuries and and persistent concerns that this is this is his one option, his one pathway to victory. Really, mm, mm. Uh, he doesn't have too many other options, uh, yeah. especially when he's up against the that that top, the highly ranked um, competitors. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. So he's, I mean, he's got a phenomenal press, uh, and he's obviously well versed in all disciplines of arm wrestling but mm. he's a specialist in the king's move that he's developed and it was a dominant force and a dominant factor for a number of years uh a because not that many people use that technique so there wasn't as much knowledge as to how to counteract it how to beat it mm. uh, and b you know he was training that specifically uh against opponents in super matches where he was able to prepare for months mm. against their exact style and and game plan perfectly to to execute that technique um and then you know when people have watched footage of those matches prior to that they know what he's going to do and they have come up with their own counter strategies to it and that's yep. how that's how sports evolve and that's why you've seen you, that in mma exactly and that's why the the last thing you want to do is is to ban a move like that it's mm. like it's it's a legal move it's within the rules and if you ban it you prevent all the progression that people had to make to learn how to overcome it how to beat it because exactly. right here gennady had to overcome that move uh, yeah. and he did 
and it was an interesting way that he did it. And in this match, so Michael wants the straps because he can get a tighter grip. Uh, what Gennady's doing, which was different to what others have done in the past that have lost, is you can see here he's he's Pulsing. climbing and then he's he's hitting hard, climbing, hitting hard, climbing, hitting hard, climbing, hitting hard, uh, and and getting a dominant pronation uh, position with his hand. Uh, and each one of those hits is getting closer and closer to the pin. And Here we go. Yeah, he can see he's smiling. Okay. He knows that Michael is not in a position where... And Michael can't he can, get it. He can't, he can't activate his pronator. His yeah. hand's too far down. Yeah. And at this stage, it, it's he's trying to scoop under so he can get some hand height again. And mm-hmm. it was, anyway, I think a foul there, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of those dubious soft <laughs> fouls. It, it would have ruined so many matches, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, the 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 technical question that Michael Todd at this stage of his career put out to uh, the arm wrestling community is is being answered. Yeah, and uh, at a time when Michael's now having to go back to the drawing board and work out, well, I, if I only have one trick before, then I've either got to I've got to sharpen my sword yeah. or I've got to find a new trick. Exactly. So, um, so but Michael Todd, uh, yeah, great, great arm wrestling uh, channel, uh, huge arm wrestling cred. Um, there we go. So he went for the press and just he didn't. <laughs> it was almost like, come on, you could have just let me try and get that in a little bit. That would have <laughs> been nice. But no. Battle of the was all over. there as well. Bit, bit of a battle. Yeah, I think that was maybe Michael's problem there. Is his beard was uh, <laughs> was being held in a tie, <laughs> and that was obviously uh, sucking, affecting sucking his testosterone power, yeah. testosterone levels <laughs> as a result of having a hair tie <laughs> around his beard. But uh, yeah, so um, uh, so Michael Todd. So we've got. Uh, um, uh, uh, Alex Toprol and Schoolboy, mm-hmm. number one YouTube channel uh, with Arm Wrestling TV. Uh, we've got Devin Larratt's channel, which is unmissable for anybody that's uh, looking to uh, learn more about uh, arm wrestling from one of the greats. Um, we've got uh, uh, John Brzezink, uh John Brzezink's channel, which is new, so subs aren't uh, <laughs> through the roof as yet, but they're growing every day. I check; it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's got thousands more um, followers every day. Um, Michael Todd, um, one of the one of the greats uh, as well in his own right, but um, uh, just a, a fantastic content mix on his channel, um, and uh, it's certainly a great one for anybody looking to learn more about arm wrestling um, and also looking for a template in order to how to make money out of being an arm wrestler themselves. You know, because mm-hmm. I think Michael's probably the closest. Uh, of the big name arm wrestlers to having the right content mix. Yep. Um, so um, uh, you'll get reviews of, of, of big fights. You'll get um, uh, you'll get interviews with the biggest names in the sport. Uh, you'll get previews uh, for upcoming bouts. You, you'll get um, uh, you'll get his insights and his thoughts and what's going on in his world and what he's doing with his own training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get um, he'll map out what what he's doing for training in the lead up to a competition. And uh, and this guy here. The, with the man with the sign, yeah, that, that sign. <laughs> the uh, Ryan Blue Bowen's channel um, is, uh, as we mentioned at the uh, almost at the top of this little segment, um, is now uh, one of Australia's uh, top ten sporting sporting full stop, not just um, sporting uh, YouTube channels consistently ranked in the top ten, and uh, and in some cases outranking Fox Sports yeah. uh, TV when you when you're doing bigger business than uh, than Rupert Murdoch, you know you're doing something right. <laughs> And it's literally a guy in his spare bedroom 
with a microphone and a cool sign now. And, and, and the microphone and the cool sign are new. So uh, he's literally been chipping away at his channel for years and years and years and, and, uh, and had mentioned um, to me that he, uh, for years nobody watched and, yeah. it, and he didn't care because he knew what, what he was working on. What he was working on was making arm wrestling the biggest sport in the world mm-hmm. and, um, and trying to create a pathway for others to do what he was trying to do. So it seems to me that Ryan's been trying to come up with the magic with the magic sauce, with the secret sauce, the recipe for how an arm wrestling channel can monetize well, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think his his success can't isn't just found. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is uh, isn't just found in um, uh, in his channel, but can be seen in John Brzezinks and can be seen in others um, who. Uh, I, I know that Ryan um, has quiet words with some of the biggest names in the sport with respect to how they can uh, better their online presence and monetize their online online presence, and um, and I think without uh, Ryan's guidance there and and and, and gentle assistance in the background, uh, many of the great names and and personalities within our sport, in, including Michael Todd and others. Uh, would not be enjoying the success that they are now and the resurgence in their personal brands that uh, would not have occurred if it wasn't for uh, um, Ryan's uh, hard work over the years in developing that that magic formula of what makes a successful, not just arm wrestling channel, but sporting channel. Mm. Um, Ryan's channel is probably one of the best for content mix um, and uh, and great to see Jake's on screen at the moment so yeah. Jake, Jake uh, Ward's new uh, arm wrestling channel uh, Aussie arm wrestler yep. uh, he's, uh, he's he's dropped the keys he's started <laughs> his, uh, on the boss's desk he's walked away from the 9 to 5 and, and is now um, well interviewing the likes of Ron Barth and, yeah. and his beautiful wife here and uh, uh, and and um, and, and making a living out of doing what uh, out of the sport that he loves, yeah. you know, and I, there's so much to be admired about that. Admired uh, in in the the guts that it takes to say goodbye to the certainty of a of a, of a paycheck, but uh, yeah. uh, but also just to to um, uh, that to make that leap of faith and to make a living out of um, something as uh, uh, well. Uh, like arm wrestling yeah absolutely uh, just uh, just incredible to see um but uh so you know ryan ryan's been i, I think um somewhat instrumental um in recent years in laying down that template and that that format and as a result um his channel if you look over even if you you know, delve back a, a few years ago has evolved dramatically um and and is always in evolution mode mm. um he he'll drop something out that's not really working he'll bring a whole new concept in mm. he'll work that through he'll give that an incubation and if that's not working that's out and something else is rolling through mm-hmm. if one of the social media giants rolls out a new feature um and, and i'm sure with reels on facebook soon you know you'll be seeing reels from ryan bowen left right and center mm. uh popping up but whenever there's a new uh, function or a new feature that's uh, been made available by one of the platforms ryan's Always the first arm wrestler on them. Mm-hmm, um, he's mm-hmm. he's testing them. He's seeing how it can make a difference mm-hmm. um, with the lives. I know at the moment he's enjoying huge success with the lives. And so what you're just going to find is all the arm wrestlers are going to be doing lives because yeah. Ryan will be telling them, "Hey, if you want to get, if you want to make X amount of money, this is what it's doing for me. This is what it will do for you." And I think one of the great things with Ryan is not only is he um, has he been dedicating himself so long to it, and he he's it is his entire world. I think. Um, as a result of that, it, it takes a lot of the experimentation away uh, for others who don't now need to waste the time to work out 
what what works, they can literally lift the Ryan Bowen template. Yeah. But one of the things that's not replaceable with Ryan is his willingness to be the heel, to mm. pay, play the bad guy, to stir the pot, <laughs> and to make an enemy here and there yeah. for the sake of use. Yeah, and um, and <laughs> and um, and I, I think that's that's uh, that's something that. Um, can't be replaced yeah. and uh, uh, regardless of um, how nailed down the formula or the template <laughs> may be, uh, you can't take the personality out of it. And Ryan's kind of understands that really well yeah. and uh, and is as happy and, and as freely as he shares everything that he knows about what makes a successful YouTube channel with anybody who will listen to him for more than five minutes. <laughs> very free and open with that information. Yeah. Deep down, he knows no one can replace him, yeah. and uh, and and that goes for everybody. And so uh, he's been able to uh, find a niche within the arm wrestling world. Um, as sometimes you know, uh, the 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 most loved uh, arm wrestler <laughs> in Australia and the most hated arm wrestler yeah. in the world simultaneously, <laughs> uh, and unbelievably. But uh, uh, one one thing's for sure, and that is that arm wrestling is better for the likes of Ryan Bowen. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he he was pushing. Uh, John Prasing to, to do podcasts with him and you know he's he's given freely giving advice to anybody who's I think if you show that you're trying to do something he's more than willing to help and yeah. it's like um you know if but you have to have made that effort first you know mm. for for to get some you know you can't just go hey tell me what to do you're like, yeah uh, who are you? <laughs> yeah. So, but if you're actively making videos, if you're trying things, if you're talking to camera, if you're putting on events, if you're talking about arm wrestling and you're you know, doing all this sort of stuff, and then it's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do this thing here, but I'm trying to figure it out. That's where people are more than willing to be like, oh yeah, sure, well, this is what I did, or here's a template, or here's something that you could use, yeah, uh, to get you going. And that that way, it's not like here's all the answers. It's here's a little bit that will help you progress to the next level, yeah. and then you know you'll you'll get to a point where it's like, oh well, I'm here now. I want to get here and I'm trying to get there. I can't quite figure that bit out. Um, mm. You know, and then somebody who's walked the path previously uh, can be like, well, this is, this is again what I did and this is what you can do if you choose to go this way. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, helping you know, Monster Michael Todd, um, John Rosink, uh and these top, top channels uh, to elevate their game and to be putting content out constantly at, at an interesting level because it does take a certain formula that a lot of people aren't really aware of. Um, and you can see it with <laughs> the way that John's sort of presenting his channel at the moment is uh, if, if any, if anyone else that wasn't John Brzezink was doing it, it, it would, there would, it would just not, it would fall flat. But, yeah. Um, you know, because he has his name the behind star him power. and, yeah. you know, and as I said, it doesn't matter what, what, level of production he's got it's yeah. him talking and i'll listen I, I think that's one of the things about ryan's channel to also be admired is that uh, ryan without his channel wouldn't be recognized as a top arm wrestler right um and uh because it, well he hasn't competed at an international level or standard yeah much over the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh when he has he's had mixed results mm-hmm. um uh, there's not too many big names that you can kind of call out that he's beaten he's not definitely not one of the top 10 guys in the world mm-hmm. so why is Ryan Bowen always part of the conversation? Exactly, and it's precisely because he inserts himself there. He yeah. because he is omnipresent in the sport. All, all of the top guys know about Ryan Bowen. Ryan's in in constant conversation with all of the top people. He's best positioned uh, in order to act on any new trend um, in in arm wrestling. Um, he's juiced in when it comes to events. He, he understands the dynamic that's at play. 
He's got access to the greatest names and the best promoters. And, um, you know, on top of that, you know, he's just a particularly driven individual mm-hmm. um, who's also competing at a really high standard. Yeah. So, you know, of, of all of the people uh, who, uh, you know, it's a, in some respects you can attribute the, comp- uh, the, the, the success of uh, Alex's channel, uh, Arm Wrestling TV, to uh, schoolboy beating much larger opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can almost say that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um, John Brzezink, it's because it's John Brzezink. Yep. You know, it's a John Brzezink talking to Cameron who, who's not, not going to be charmed by that. Uh, with Devin Larratt, it's the, the, the sheer charisma of the guy and, and the, the, the star power and, and uh, just the way that he can pull you in. Um, and with Ryan, it's, it's, it, it's not the charisma. It's not the, the, the greatest of all time um, label. It's, um, it's a combination of things done well with discipline over time that makes Ryan Bowen um, uh, unmissable watching mm-hmm. um, because you almost get that feeling that if you, you're you not watching his channel you're going to miss out on something uh, on something in the world of arm wrestling That's right. so he makes himself compelling viewing yeah. um, regardless of whatever his uh, his title might be at the time or his ranking may be or, yeah. or, or whatever else might be going on in the in the world of arm wrestling mm. uh, so uh, uh, all credit to, to Ryan and um, and uh, wishing him of course uh, ongoing success he's very definitely my favorite uh, arm wrestling youtuber yeah absolutely yep. yeah for sure i think it does it does take that uh certain intelligence to analyze an audience and what content is going to work and what isn't because mm. there's certain things that people do uh, where they and here's here's the 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 easy answer people enjoy storylines drama characters mm. and if you're able to create that in you, whatever narrative that you're doing and it's like oh this is this is uh, an interesting moment and I'm interested in this match because I hate that guy or I love mm. that guy, that's where you'll find your biggest audience. Yeah. Um, so for people like Ryan that are willing to pay the heel and have people you know, send global hate his way <laughs> and him welcoming up with open arms, yeah. uh, it, it takes a special s- certain somebody to have that strength of character to shield themselves completely of that and yeah. welcome it in a way yeah yeah it's like i want you to because you are bringing me attention mm. your hate and your frustration and you know despicableness of my um actions <laughs> it, it, you know it brings you wanting to see me lose yeah so when i put on a match you're gonna watch yeah uh and it's a special um dynamic that, and mm. especially doing it from your own promotion from mm. your own it's a dangerous dangerous risk because you know if it goes wrong in terms of if you do it the wrong way yeah like if, like people people are doing it the right way in terms of they're hating him the right way yeah you know they're hating him for the the right reasons yes uh but if he was doing things that were illegal or, or you know hurting people or doing things that were yeah. just completely ridiculous yeah then that's that's not the hate that you want that, that that's just going to end your career yeah um so it's a fine balance of i i'm doing these actions and people are not going to like what i say they're not going to like what i do mm. but i'm doing them and it's going to bring me success mm. uh and it takes a certain skill to be able to do that yeah 
Yeah, that delayed gratification and that feeling that there's victory, but it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next week, but it's in, it, it, it's there and it's waiting for me. And it seems that uh, Ryan's victory is a very much seeing uh, the sport do well. Yeah, and uh, and and so there there are a few uh, YouTubers, um, and I can't think of any of those uh, that we've already mentioned, with perhaps the ex- uh, the exception of Devon Larratt, who produced uh, Arm Bets, which I think is uh, uh, been a wonderful tool for arm wrestlers mm-hmm. to become connected around the world. Um, but uh, there there are a few other uh, YouTubers that seem to have that same degree of outreach um, in their in their channel uh, as Ryan does. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting to me is that. Um, w- now that schoolboy is six foot five and two hundred and sixty five pounds, he no longer looks like a boy that's easily beatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where does the channel go from here? Yeah. Uh, Devon's channel will uh, people will just follow Devon because he's so charismatic. So that I, I have no doubt that that channel will just continue to grow. And and Devon, I, I I would love to say on the other side of his heyday, will be still actively involved in promotions and mm-hmm. and and uh, bringing bringing the biggest names of the sport together. I think uh, uh, Devon's probably got the, the greatest pull and the and the um, highest level of popularity deservedly so in, in, in arm wrestling I think he'll use that popularity to continue to set the sport I, I think uh, Michael Todd um, with his channel that'll continue to grow because uh, people are enjoying those insights and seeing uh, getting a look behind the scenes and also seeing the dynamic of a husband and wife team working together uh, on on something that they both obviously love um, and, um, and and so uh, maybe even as um, uh, Michael Todd fades in terms of his uh, his ability to be a high level competitor. I think um, his popularity will continue to grow as he lets more and more people into his world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but still, I think you know the the greatest potential for growth um, out of all of these channels is Ryan Bowens. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so uh, so there you have it. That's uh, Ryan Bowens, my number one mm-hmm. YouTube arm wrestling channel. Mm. Do I make a prediction about um, Alex Top Rolls TV channel? That it implodes. No, you go uh-huh. for it. You make a bold I'll, prediction. I'll make a prediction. Okay. Their level of success is so great at this point that they would have made a, a, a significant amount of money mm. to the point where I think that they will step back mm-hmm. from it and I think that Schoolboy will continue to remain a fixture in arm wrestling. Yes. But I, I believe they will probably start pulling back on the amount of content they're producing uh, yeah. And I and I only say that because I think that their success has put them in a point where they're like, well, you don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. And if you don't need to do it, if you don't have to do it, if you're not trying to build, if you've yeah. already built and you've got the reward, yeah, hard to keep going. Yeah, and and I don't and 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 I don't know, of course, the the. Um the intricacies of their financial arrangements, and I don't purport to, but um, with, for instance, Ryan Bowen's channel, Ryan is uh, actively reinvesting the income that he derives. Uh, what he doesn't need to live, he's pumping straight back into the sport, whether that's running events or, or sponsoring athletes or encouraging people to pursue okay. their dream and mm-hmm. providing them with the financial means by which to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan is uh, taking enough money to eat and pay pay the bills, and then is taking every cent, putting it back into the sport. Yep. Uh, I don't see six hundred thousand dollars a month finding its way back into the sport from from the from those boys, and um, and so yeah, I mean, and, and uh, by the way, they don't. They, there's no obligation on their end to yeah. do that either. They're quite within their rights to do it as yeah. they please with their money. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, Brian's broader agenda, of course, is to uh, is to enhance the sport in the eyes of the public and to create opportunities for athletes and 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 arm wrestling personalities. Uh, 
those boys don't have that purpose and, and mission attached to what they're doing. It appears, and and so I, I can see. I think your your prediction is probably spot on there. There's where there's not a purpose, there's not a will, and where there's not a will, I think you'll find that uh, things will, will, will fade away a little bit in terms of their content creation. Whereas uh, the other channels that we spoke of, I think will will continue to uh, in, enrich the sport for many many years to come. Mm, it is interesting, isn't it? The success success can be a detrimental thing over time because if you are at the top of the mountain and there's nowhere else to go and it's like do i need to keep doing this i've already got millions of dollars i've already got everything it's kind I of like wanted. us with this podcast we yeah have to keep doing <laughs> right. it now like it's all uh, seven people that will watch the episode that's or it's me refreshing the page seven it's, times it's mostly you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if if you get somewhere it's again what is that driving purpose what is that factor what is is this your identity are you this thing if Mm. it's not you know and you you're doing it because you are making a lot of money or you you're doing it because you sort yeah enjoy it but it's not like you know the the defining factor as to who i am yeah it will get to a point where you're like i don't want to do this anymore i'm gonna do something else yeah maybe i'll like even say michael jordan Mm. michael jordan basketball top couldn't be any better i'm gonna go play baseball yeah, you know what? Why <laughs> new challenge? Yeah, yeah, new challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something different. You, mm. You've risen to the top. Can you do it again in something else? Yeah, that that's what he in his mind. He's like, I've got everything I want out of this thing. Mm. I can't get any more out of it. I've won the championship. I've won the thing. I've I've got the millions of views on every. I've video. squeezed the orange dry. That's right. Mm. And it's like there's nowhere else to go unless you want to start expanding and doing other and it's like if you don't have the energy for that or if that wasn't your main idea to build a global empire or anything like that it's like Mm. oh we were just doing the channel we enjoy the channel you know and it's like it got to a point where it's like yeah it's making us a a lot of money we're being really successful we've done that for a multitude of years and it's like we don't do let's do something else you know um because we have the money and the means and the ability to go and do something else so, so with respect to notable mentions, so we, we've kind of run through a top five of uh, um, YouTube channels for uh, for anybody interested in arm wrestling. Uh, any honourable mentions or channels that uh, kind of have captured your imagination? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, as as we said before, the Mario and Andy show. That we Mario them and Andy show because uh, they are a couple of. Is it possible level. that Mario may even be on the podcast? Is, oh, is it, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. is he under the desk? Mario soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah a couple of weeks he'll be in here Um, one of the top guys uh, in Australia as I said before went over to the US did a fantastic job over there won against some very well known opponents yeah very high level absolutely and uh, and Andy as well um, one of the top guys in Victoria and in Australia yeah so they have uh, a show that they're putting on in terms of they've got a YouTube channel. They're yep. doing podcasts. That Mario and Andy. Yeah, I think it's called the Mario and Andy show. Show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so check that one out. Absolutely. And Aussie arm wrestler. Uh, Aussie arm wrestler Jack Ward, as yeah. we mentioned before. So Give him the views. He needs the money now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. I like I like Jake's work a lot, and it's different to um, most other uh, sort of style channels out there he's doing a lot of long form interviews yes you know he, as you saw we had Ron Barr well I think he recently had a 24 hour yeah. pod, it's a 24 hour like a marathon Spring, like a yeah. telethon but yeah. but mostly just dudes talking about arm wrestling for <laughs> yeah. 24 hours unless Larry Emder on there um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was unless yeah. Humphrey Beaver yeah uh, yeah, he's doing interesting things, and it's different to what else is out there. He's very funny, very charismatic. Mm. Um, a lot of his stuff is short, funny, 
clips where he's doing a funny voiceover for something. To, to me, he's like the 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 HG Nelson of the arm wrestling yeah. world for for fans of uh, Roy and HG. Yeah. <laughs> might be listening, uh, but yeah, yeah, the, this good. style like it, it's likens uh, it likens to the HG Nelson. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I think he's he's doing a different thing which is you know he's got his short clips which are funny mm. which gets the attention he's got his ready bang he's got a character he, I mean, and that is one of the things he, he, he sort of stepped away from I think he was playing basketball mm. got into arm wrestling and then uh, you know sort of he said he created the, the Aussie arm wrestler character <laughs> and you know, the Aussie the, arm wrestler was born that's right yeah. exactly with the, the third place left hand trophy the most electrifying trophy in all of sports <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you know those little things like that come over time like create a character create interest and it's like those are the things you're seeing putting up as mainly me putting that stupid thing that 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 comment up (laughs) but it's like those little things define a channel and it can be like that is you know if you're putting yourself out there and often enough and you're talking to public and you're reacting to what they're they're giving you in terms of feedback and he's doing that and doing it well um for me, his his long form interviews. He's, he's interviewed some of the top people in the world. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think we got a glimpse of his Ron Bath interview right. just a few moments ago. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So anyone who is interested in finding um, like in depth conversations with some of the top people in the arm wrestling world, uh, have a look at the Aussie Arm Wrestlers channel because he literally has the who's who from every level, from basement level. Right up to the absolute best in the world, and, and I think if if your introduction to uh, to Jake has been uh, his uh, his um, uh, hilarious and quirky commentary, uh, you'll you'll find in those long form interviews uh, a much more considered uh, human being who's, uh, who's deeply in love with the sport and uh, has a has a real rich knowledge as well to share uh, in those interviews that really really shows through exactly um, as well as his exceptional sense of humor etc but yeah so <laughs> so Jake Ward Aussie arm wrestler that he's another one to check out for for people at home that are scurrying around YouTube right now looking for for, for people to subscribe to who, who else is on your uh, on your hit list well yeah you can look at my channel if you if you're so interested. so that that channel is uh, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Matt Connolly Holly, Holly which is Hollywood Matt Connolly. Holly, Holly, Hollywood. Hollywood Matt Connolly. <laughs> Hollywood Matt Connolly uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Not Matthew? Matt. 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 It is short for Matthew, but right. only my mother calls but, me that. So, but if and you go to Matthew, Hollywood Matthew Connolly, you get a that's completely that, different that, channel. You don't want to get it. It's a different channel. And what can people find on the Hollywood Matt Connolly channel? Well, you will find interesting, funny moments from our training sessions, from our tournaments. You'll have find my thoughts on different uh, subjects regarding the arm wrestling world. You'll find daily combat highlights and hey. funny bits where I've stuffed up my own intro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all those every every things. intro falls into that category. Well, well hey. <laughs> I like when I cut them all together, and it was like all my intros on pure. <laughs> I'm going to keep coming up with new ones every week. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the Look pressure. Like, the yeah. pressure. Well, that's right. Hey, I've got a million. I'm coming up with nicknames. I've got, got a million. That's <laughs> right. So, so, yes, myself. Um, it, yeah, so I'm obviously we, we're involved in the SA Titans Arm Wrestling Club and we've got amazing matches going on there constantly. Super mm. matches, as you said, almost one every week uh, against. Uh, I mean, the the amazing thing for me is that. Yes, it's club level arm wrestling. We're not world champions. We're not at the absolute pinnacle. But mm. these matches are phenomenal. Yes, <laughs> yeah. some of the best matches because it doesn't matter if you're 
pulling at 100 kilos of pressure or 40 kilos of pressure. Yeah. If, if the match is interesting. If it's, a, yeah. It's interesting. It is, yeah. So we have been putting out, or well, I've been putting out a lot of content uh, over the last three years of these amazing moments that take place every week in our training sessions and we have super matches um, and, you know, we, we've sort of defined characters and we're trying to build storylines and, mm. uh, you know, creating our own little world uh, regardless of our skill level, yeah. we can still find an audience and find people that are interested in what we're doing. And it, as I said a couple of times on the show, uh, it is one of the most amazing things when people turn up to the club and they've watched our stuff <laughs> and they know who we are yeah. and who the nicknames and this and they know the storylines and yeah. they know who... They, 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 they feel like you did when you met Devin Larratt. Yes. That's yeah. how they feel. Yeah. yeah. One, one guy was telling me about matches that I'd had from two years and I was like, how do you... Like, how do you I've got a fan. It was just so weird. It was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. It was so good. Because uh, I'm thinking like no one's watching this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you never know who's watching and... It is, it is very cool. And then, like, I'll put a, you know, funny video up, 30 seconds or something, and then, you know, in the gym that I'm working in, people come, oh, that's all the thing, you know. It's, it's like, oh, I didn't even know you knew who a- I was. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, so, Hollywood, Matt Connolly, people can head over there, and uh, if they if they got the YouTube uh, on on their computer right now, they should head straight there and they should hit that little subscribe button. All the good YouTubes. All the good <laughs> YouTubes. They should make their way there now. I, I am looking at Rumble as well. Um, have Ooh. you heard of Rumble? I've Rumble? heard of Rumble, yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's my next Dan destination. Dan has got a financial interest in yeah, that. I like and, that uh, yeah, so it's a less of a censorious platform that's than right. perhaps YouTube. And so, yeah, it might, may be encouraging of uh, content that YouTube might otherwise mm. um, delete your channel for. You know who's already on Rumble? No. Ryan Bell. Sorry, Ryan Bowen. Ryan Bowen. Yeah. He's also on Rumble. He's he's also he's probably the first. He's the first arm yeah. wrestler on Rumble. Yeah, I would say so. It, 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 I, I would say he was probably the first on TikTok as well. I think he was. Yeah, he's definitely done really well with TikTok. Yeah. Um. And yeah, again, as you've said and highlighted, he's putting it through everything yeah. from every channel, <laughs> yeah. every every aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, th- I think even if you're not personally a fan of Ryan Bowen, you can't help but admire what he's doing. Uh, with his channel and for the sport and, and especially from where he's gone from um, which isn't a position of being the best in the world or anything like that he's gone from being a, an average guy who's just in love with the sport who's found a way and, uh, and and there's a lot in that to be admired and he serves as some inspiration to us here on the Daily Combat podcast Ryan so we, we want you to know that Ryan uh, so uh, <laughs> so um, checks in the mail is it right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 the pound for pound sponsorship that's right uh, <laughs> anyway, next, next week maybe. So, um, so to, to everybody that's taken the time to, to watch our podcast, I hope you've enjoyed our in-depth review of the arm wrestling world, the state of the state of the world of arm wrestling right now, and the, those YouTube channels that are go tos, not just for us, but for anybody who should be interested in arm wrestling. Uh, they can head straight over to any of those channels that we've recommended. And I think uh, within a, a matter of a few nights of uh, googling away, you'll be uh, you'll be an expert in the sport that we mm-hmm. love so much as well. So. Um, Uh, Thanks so much for joining us on the Daily Combat Podcast once again. And uh, we look forward to bringing you a whole lot more next episode. More of that, maybe. Just a little (laughs) bit more. (laughs) We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. 
this company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups, with a board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience. Real is for real people, by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au. The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.